For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? This is Nate Bargetzi with the Nate Land podcast uh sitting here with uh aaron weber and brian bates both former comedians of nashville tennessee <laughs> and they're all right it's a fun uh we were we were all former comedians technically right now yeah because no one's working no one's doing anything we won't do comedy for long comedy's dead God. you think it could ever die comedy could ever die i think it could it could yeah just goes away hopefully not in my lifetime uh, some people said you might kill it. That's I'm just reading, just reading stuff. That's off the first the comment. Yeah, just, that's just hidden. You know, I'm just as a quick one. Uh, welcome. Thanks. Thanks again for everybody listening. Everybody, you're the subscribing. You know, the the comments, the rating. It's a big deal. You, uh, I know when you rate on uh, iTunes, you, you know everybody always asks you to rate on iTunes and stuff, but that does matter. And so we've had we have a ton of. It's like 800 to 900 ratings or something. It's awesome. And uh, all very nice. And that's none of that's lost on us. That is a, that's hugely important for us and for what we do. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts that you guys are doing that. And we mean that sincerely. Sincerely. I already started one word. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, all right. We're going to get in real fast. We're going to do the comments again. If you don't like this part, fast forward. <laughs> Maybe skip the whole episode. You know, I don't know. You do whatever you want to go do. But we love you guys commenting, and we love reading them and love uh, having you involved. First comment, Michael Birdwell. Birdwell. My favorite part was when you broke some sort of copyright law in an episode <laughs> focusing on crime. Very funny. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about it either. Wow. That, yeah, we... Uh, so, if you last week's episode... If you watched on YouTube, I think podcast was fine. I think mm-hmm. you heard the two mm-hmm. thumbs joke. But if you watched it on YouTube, I played a Tonight Show clip of my material, and you can't play a Tonight Show shit clip, even though it's my own material. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I have it recorded anywhere else. That's the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have it on Netflix, but I don't know if that you can do Netflix. Uh, you know, you don't ever have audio of recordings of your material. Because sometimes people are like, oh, do you have like a – like any of my former CDs, the joke we're playing today is on YouTube. I can even do the joke if it's recorded in some other setting. I do own the material that I have created. Just not that exact clip. Not that exact clip. Yeah. And it gets flagged and it gets knocked down immediately. 
And you, you know, I'm going to go back and see what I have in my archives. Sometimes people don't know, but when you tape a special, when you submit to say you're going to tape a special, especially when you're doing maybe your first special, you have to record your entire set on your own audio. And then you give that to like my first one, Comedy Central. I gave it to Comedy Central. And then they have to listen to it to be like, would we approve? Do we want this special? And that's how you're kind of like trying to sell your, you know, your own special, which was funny that when I did do that for full-time magic, my comedy center, I was living in LA. I go record a uh, set at uh, that comedy club. What's it's farther out. It's not. Comedy magic. No, 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 no. Comedy magic. Great club. Uh, Ice house. Wow. I got the ice house. And so we, I'm doing a night there. I'm recording, doing 55 minutes or something, all this stuff I'm recording for uh, a special. I get it. We, I leave. The next day, I'm on, doing an audition, weirdly enough, for John Krasinski. He was like producing some uh, commercial and he was in the room. We we're doing it for him. And went, re- you know, I didn't get it, but <laughs> I don't get any of these. But it was, it went really well. He laughed a lot. I actually saw him like, later and he remembered he was like oh yeah and, you oh, know that's cool it's very cool yeah and uh but so i get done with that audition i was like man that went really good and uh go to my car window smash backpack gone <laughs> i mean and the recording and Aww. i had my recording uh or yeah was my phone you're... in there no you know what i'm sorry i messed up i was about to go record the audio and it had my set list. Yeah, I remember that. That I, that I written out to then go record audio. Wow. So I it had all my jokes written on. So all that set list was gone, which I mean I kind of remembered it, but I was worried about some little things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole. I mean, they just took my whole backpack. Computer, I think, was in there. I'm not. I don't care about you know. If I lose my computer or phone, I don't. I don't. I'm not attached to stuff. I don't really have many things that you could not take that i wouldn't care yeah but your act is you know yeah the act was that that part was frustrating just to have have that kind of be gone but i don't have any sentimental sentimental values you know you know got you take the dog and the wife and daughter and we're good you know (laughs) grab them and just be like let's roll nothing in your car that's good no, if I lost my computer tomorrow, I don't care. Mm-hmm. It's it's. I'll just get a new one and move all my life. I look at like sometimes you, if you lose something like that, computer, phone, you lose something. It just is like yeah, you got to start over, and it's like all right, that stuff's gone. Whatever memories that was, out, move on wow. to the next. But yeah. now you get you know, I get a new daughter. She comes in. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm playing. I'm playing the role of Harper. And I go, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> Uh, all right. That was very funny, though. Focus on the crime. Amber Lotus, Pe- uh, Patricia Hearst is Chris Hardwick's mother-in-law. Did you know that? I did not, and I just did Chris Hardwick's podcast. Uh, uh promoting this podcast. Uh, you know, this is not all the work you guys see. I have to do a lot of other work. Really, mm-hmm. promoting podcast huh. all day long, and uh, trying to sell you two guys <laughs> to the mainstream media. <laughs> <laughs> I go, they're both really funny guys. <laughs> uh, they, But yeah, I did not know that. That's crazy. Patricia Hurst is Chris Hardwick's mother-in-law. Wow. I would have asked him. You know, I didn't know we were going to be doing that. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Something fun. 
Karen Barker, heard you guys talking about the last blockbuster. It's actually in Bend, Oregon, and is available as an Airbnb. How crazy. Anyway, keep it up. That's uh, that's awesome. That is crazy. Yeah. That's good. You yeah. know? Yep. What a smart idea. I wonder, I wonder who did it. If it did blockbuster, blockbuster, are they even a company? Yeah, I read a little bit about it. It's I think it's just a promotional thing. It's like three days in September. You have to live in Bend, Oregon, or that county because of COVID um, to qualify. And they're charging you like $3.99 a night. Wow. And you and you get it's three dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah, yeah, just like the rentals. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. It, it it really it's just like a promotional thing. Oh, oh. it's really three dollars yes. and ninety nine cents. Oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you got to live in <laughs> Oregon, and are they going to do it? Then just shut it down. I mean, I feel like it was just a one weekend thing, yeah. just for fun. Oh, okay. They should do it more. Yeah, I don't. I mean, may, I don't know where it's at. If it's in a, not in a weird, you know, blockbusters are not in like the most touristy areas yeah it's yeah not like you're i would ever like you know what i'd love to move next to that hollywood video <laughs> <laughs> right next to that that's a good that's a great idea though imagine going staying at a blockbuster and you're like you get dvd player vhs probably you just have your run every all day you can just go like it, i would do 24 hours but you can just watch movies all day and you is go that the whatever. idea it's like a nostalgia thing like you show up with some friends and yeah it's like 90s decor they've got and, okay and i think you just sit back and watch movies all weekend do they have a tv not from the 90s that that's a good be a question deal breaker if, i don't if they have don't some know. old you know huge i think they 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 go now where yeah you know, okay they maybe give you the choice Maybe you have a choice. Uh, if someone's like, I really want, I think people go in there, break a bottle of wine, beers, and just drink it up yeah. and popcorn, soda. I get Sour Patch Kids come out. Yeah. I'd eat so much. Sour. What are the candies there? Oh, man. Oh, and the boxes? The candies from yeah. <laughs> the 90s. No, the, 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 yeah. It's like a Seinfeld, Kramer, and he takes over that movie theater. <laughs> that hot dog? I'll take, uh, I'll take this hot dog. <laughs> are you crazy? That looks like a very normal thing to eat. <laughs> Lloyd Braun, it's not crazy. Lloyd Braun is not crazy. I'll take one hot dog, please. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, anyway, Aaron Weber. Oh, this is Paul M.E. Mueller. Aaron Weber, the son of a chess prodigy, superstar educator, graduate of the prestigious Notre Dame, able to drop words like zeitgeist, I noticed that, <laughs> and player of every instrument in the glockenspell and marimba family, did not know. Charles Lindbergh, as the famous aviator of the Spirit of St. Louis, finally, there is a chink in the armor of the donut champion of all Nate Land. Thank you for calling uh, about well, that. Well, donut champion still. By the way, we get a ton of stuff about people still. I know. Yeah, people are man. still on about that. But that's not... Uh, look, I'm always up for eating mm. donuts. <laughs> Someone's weak at this table. <laughs> and uh, you figure out who it is. Uh, yeah. Did you... Uh, what's chess, son of a chess prodigy? Is that the joke, or you're is someone? I was talking about how my dad played competitive oh, chess. Oh, this guy knows bitch. my bio better than yeah, yeah, better that than me. Fun. Yeah, he's a he, he spelled Lindbergh wrong though. Brian yeah. pointed that out. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's trying to call me out for not knowing him. He can't even spell the guy's name. Uh, yeah, it's like the comment on every social media is always like <laughs> spelled it wrong, and it's like all right. He's like you get the point. Look, he's but he's not- very complimentary. I appreciate that. 
Uh, I don't know. I thought was he, he? Was, I think he, ah, it seems like it. I would take it as the he was a fan and now he switched and now he's more of a Bates guy. <laughs> if he if he straight up had to ask him, I think he's more of a Bates guy. Okay, well, I can't wait to see how you disappoint him, Brian. Well, and we'll find out next. Well, episode. I think they know what they're getting out of Brian out the gate, okay. and uh, you know, Brian. The outside is exactly what's for sale. He's in '90s blockbusters, but Brian is. I mean, you don't walk in and you don't walk in the blockbuster and go, "What's Domino's Pizza?" No, this is what it is. Yeah, three ninety nine, three hundred ninety nine. No, three dollars and ninety nine. I feel like he was questioning if you really did all that stuff now. Well, oh. we need to hear his tone. I think he was. He dropped Zeitgeist. I, I think he makes he makes great sense. The, the you're clearly you went to Notre Dame. You got a good vocabulary. I mean, look at me speaking. If I say I don't know Charles Lindbergh, if I say I don't know him, I've already messed up four words, and we're just starting. <laughs> okay. No one's gonna. No one's like they're like yeah. That's the that's the fun. That's the ride that I am. Yeah. I'm the ride. <laughs> when you ride this ride, you're like some of the ride doesn't work. You're like yeah. That's why you ride it because yeah. it breaks a little bit. <laughs> you're that's the Notre fun Dame. Yeah. You're okay. the real deal. You're the educator of this group. Oh boy! Oh yeah! Don't know who Charles Lindbergh is. Uh, Lindy, oh man, Lindy <laughs> Wee Holf, H L O P H E. Is that right? I. That's why I was spelled. Uh, all right. Okay, so we have been with you guys since week one, and is one of two podcast highlights of our week. The intro song is great. It makes me feel at home when it starts. These are a few things we have come to know will be true in each episode. Nate will have one rant. I don't know if I've had it yet, but I could. I've almost had it. I feel one coming. I feel one coming. Nate will answer a question by starting six different sentences at least once. This is dead on. Yep. This sounds like a bio of the show. Brian will get insulted by Nate, obviously. It's already happened. (laughs) Already happened. Yeah. Aaron will sincerely think he knows nothing while actually being pretty good at lots of stuff he doesn't talk about. I think that's true. If you guys did a heist, I feel like Aaron would nonchalantly throw out ideas and then gamely be supportive as Nate hooked into them, warmed up on the theme, and rounded them out as his plans. So you would <laughs> this come person up with nailed the, it. Yeah, you would come up with the plans and then let me think I did it. Basically, what she's saying, right? I, I yeah. think they're thinking like, "Don't fear the reaper," or Nate's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah." I could see that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the part you wouldn't see is when I shoot Aaron in the head when it's all over. Because <laughs> I need, I wanted all the money. And then Brian just comes in with his tray and drops it. Oh, gosh. He comes in and goes, what? Am I next? And I go, no, I need you still. I need you to mail some letters first. And then you can be- <laughs> Uh... B.J. Maxwell, Brian's baseball story uh, pretends portrait. No, portends pretends. Right, I think. What he's saying. Uh, I never know, man. P o r t e n b s. I looked that word I, up. That's a real real word. Is it? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, he got it right. What? Yep. If Brian's baseball story pretends his bank heist abilities, he will likely break back into the bank to return the money. <laughs> that That's pretty true. good. That's, That's really, really good. That's really good. If is how what does portends mean? I mean, I think it just means like uh, follows. So this is how you would use portends. Yeah. What what kind of got some smart kind of fan base? Fans. I feel like a monkey in a zoo, <laughs> and you got really like humans are just going to look 
at me. I mean, I think they're rubbing it in at this point. I mean, come on. Do you think BJ Maxwell is dropping that word in conversation very often? I don't think so. That's portends. I thought it was a fake word. That's how much I didn't know that word. Did you know the word? I. It's one of those words I've seen in writing, but I've never heard. I never said it out loud because people don't speak like that. Yeah. So I didn't know how it was pronounced, but I. I'm from the streets. Yeah, that's where I'm. That's where my language comes from. That's pretty funny. That's a very funny. Yeah, yeah. It's a good point. I still feel like you're going to need a getaway driver, and that's still me. That doesn't know. Like I said before, you're not. You you have no sense of urgency. When do you ever hurry? Well, first of all, if it's done right, mastermind. I'm still back on this. We won't have to hurry. You have to, but you 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 have to move quickly. What this guy? You going to use him? Huh? The cops are chasing him, and you're like, "What's what's going on?" And he's watching West Wing on his phone. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why he's not driving. Exactly. Well, yeah. somebody's got to drive. Uh, Steve Schrack, <laughs> I went to get my car inspected shortly after the mechanic came into the waiting room and said, "Your brake pads are pretty rusted and need to be replaced." I responded, "What are your sources?" <laughs> With a grin, he stared at me blankly, and after a pause that felt like three hours, he said, "Yeah." So I can have this them replaced by tomorrow. That's very funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's the source. Get out there. Ask people what the sources are. That guy felt that's what if if that, that guy that paused that felt like three hours. That's what it feels like when you tell a joke and it doesn't work. Yeah. That guy, that's how we could put you through comedy camp. If you're like, what does that feel like? Tell tell something to a stranger that the guy doesn't get it and as he stares mm-hmm. at you. And that's what bombing feels like. Uh I feel like I'm reading pretty good today. Yeah, you're nailing you're it. You're crushing it so far, dude. Uh, and I just read these. I, you know, I told, I was thinking, I was trying to, as I joke about myself, but I think I read as if you just told me reading was a thing and you go, here's reading. I'm going to give it to you and let you try it. And I go, all right, I can truly do it. And then I, you give it to me and I, and then I, I try it. That's how I think I read. Like it's the first time I just learned about, there you go, this is reading. And then you hand me the papers, and I go, uh, no, maybe, maybe, something. Thought of it as a joke. Wrote it down for a joke idea. We'll see. I'll sneak it in the act somehow. Uh, Brody Nelson, my teacher this week, asked to write a three-page essay on where the future of this country is going. I wrote it and forgot the source. She asked for my source, and I said, Nate Bargatze. She believed me, and now I got a 94% on my paper. Thanks, Nate. Man, I I hope that's exactly true. <laughs> How great is that? That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Because I think that's what you can do is you can just give sources. You could just say, no one's going to know what that means. Yeah. And they uh, and they go, all right, that's good. People just want to hear that you have a source. Yeah. You maybe want more than one source on a three-page essay. No, Was dude, it just he went one straight, fact the whole essay? He went to essay? the real deal. He went to Nate Bargetsy. That guy knows everything. <laughs> what if she then goes and looks up Nate Bargetsy and is like, it's when that that turns to a forty nine percent because she's like, "This is your source." I don't believe him as a source. Thank you, bro. Damian Schaefer. Somebody may want to check my source on this, but from one guy in his forties with sensitive skin to another, Brian may want to consider cutting out dairy and gluten from his diet. I used to get the same kind of rashes around my nose and sometimes in the middle of my eyebrows. I changed my diet and they went away. Source, Damien, man in his 40s, looks like Brian. <laughs> Love the podcast, guys. I added looks like Brian. Uh, yeah. Yeah, last week I had a red face and 
few people commented on it. It's one of those where you're like, I'm, I feel insecure about it. I'm sure tell myself yeah. no one else will notice, but they did. Uh, well, we are going to, the same way my stand-up video got cropped out, we're going to crop out Brian's face until he gets that fixed on his nose. Uh, What's what better you, this week? Copy rip. I was going to say, rip. yeah, it looks good yeah. this week, man. You'll see it on a future episode because we recorded two last week, yeah. so it'll be back. Did you stop dairy and gluten? No, I think it's, uh, I mean, he might be onto something. Somebody else suggested something else. I got a lot of medical advice this week. <laughs> I think when I wear my CPAP a lot, and it, it, uh, oh, man. <laughs> it, uh, right. You know what I'm talking about, Aaron. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah. I'm with you on this oh, one. Oh, man. man. We have some, uh, yeah. Talk about just a boy <laughs> band group. <laughs> what a fun. We're going to get just girls. <laughs> Can't even get to the van. There's the boy with the CPAP. <laughs> I mean, just a t shirt with a CPAP machine on it. Did I say, did I tell that story with the bus? We talked about that one. Like, I don't remember. I don't know if we talked about it on here. On the tour bus, when we we took uh, one of my one of the buses I took when I first was taking it, I took the uh, the drummer from Twenty One Pilots, his bus. It was unbelievable, and I end up I know his his old tour manager, uh, and and he's our my neighbor, and it was very nice. And we and this we were trying to get a bus, we couldn't get a bus. This is when I first was trying to take a bus out. And so he had it, and they weren't on the road. So the guy was like, he kind of, it was just, I got very lucky. So the bus is unreal. It's blacked out. It's crazy. I mean, yeah. very cool. And so we're, we get done with the show, sold out show in Cincinnati at uh, some theater. I mean, like 2000, at this point, one of the biggest places I've played. Yeah. The crowd was unreal. My dad's on the show. Bates murders. My dad gets a stand ovation when he walks out and when he gets done. Uh, I The show goes unreal. Then we go to sleep at night, uh, and we stayed on the street. And I was like, people are going to go by this bus and be like, dude, this these, this is a rock stars. <laughs> I mean, because it's a rock star bus. <laughs> and on the bus is me, my dad, my mom, my aunt, and Brian. <laughs> and three CPAP machines rocking and rolling. I mean, the, just the opposite of what you think is yeah. happening. Like, these guys must be partying it yeah. up in that bus. Who knows who's going to come out of that bus? Who knows? And I got three people looking for outlets, just trying to, like, are you, can I get, uh, I need to get good times. Uh, we're all in bed by at least 10, 15. I mean, early. Yeah. Shows, I was barely off stage. My mom's asleep. <laughs> Alex Hutchins, does Nate realize that the hit, his hitman theory is actually how Tim Allen became Santa and the Santa Claus? I'm surprised Aaron or Bryce didn't notice. I love that. <laughs> that's become my Bryce. favorite running joke yeah. is just calling Brian different names. Yeah, oh, that's so good. Uh, what is the... You know, I looked that up. I don't remember what you said about hitman, but the Santa Claus, I guess the, the plot is Santa gets injured, Tim Allen gets the suit, and ha the clause is he has to do Santa's duties while he's wearing that suit. Was that something similar to... I remember your hitman theory is if you kill a hitman who's coming for you, yes. then you have to become... You have to, yes. But a couple but, of people but commented But Santa that. got injured. Yeah. Tim Allen didn't go after Santa. I, I may have... But it's the I same idea. Say the, it's I, the same idea. I want to say the original plot for the Santa Claus was that Tim Allen kills Santa Claus. Oh. You want to say that or that's... I, I remember reading that. Long time ago, 
Don't Look know up if it's the original true. plot. Like, uh, what did the plot end up being? Santa Claus. That he, I thought he fell off the roof or something. Tim Allen surprised yeah. him and he fell off the roof. Yeah. Why did? Oh, and so he, he was at Tim yes. Allen's house. Yes, I think it was oh, Christmas okay. night. Yeah, it was Christmas. No, it was, I think it was I, Thursday before Christmas. Yeah, he check. Was just trying to okay, <laughs> no, it was Christmas night. I want to say it was the week before he's doing a dry run real fast, and then uh, <laughs> I'm ninety percent sure that the original plot of that movie was that Tim Allen kills Santa Claus. I think he does by accidentally. Does it accidentally? He doesn't do it on purpose. Okay. Divorced dad Scott, played by Tim Allen, has custody of his son on Christmas Eve. After he accidentally kills a man in a Santa suit, they are magically transported to the North Pole, where an elf explains that Scott must take Santa's place before the yeah. next Christmas arrives. Okay, so that's yeah. what it ended up being. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So what it ended up being? Were you in the writers' room? Well, that's what I was saying. I was. I'd read that the original plot was that he murdered him, and then they softened it because it's a children's oh. movie. Oh, you read that like just online. So, yeah. so he becomes Santa Claus. I think so. Sounds like a guy yeah. that's making stuff up. To that's what yours sounds like. Like a guy that goes. I'm pretty sure that was the original. But you're like, I don't like a guy that thrived before the internet. Like you, you that would be. Oh, would just kill it just in every argument. He goes, I'm pretty sure that he goes not in your like. Uh, okay. And you can't before you can look anything mm-hmm. up. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I, <laughs> I would have done so well back then. Oh, just been Dustin Hoffman was originally supposed to be Tim Allen. You're like, are is it? <laughs> it was Sidney Poitier. Yeah. was supposed to be the original, the but original they Santa Claus, you know, yeah, obvious but, reasons yeah. that they didn't. And then you're like, obvious, what? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, that's what you do with him. And Derek Harper had a quick question. Have y'all ever considered maybe putting Bates in the back room like he still participates? But just in the back room where we can only hear him, just a thought. I think this goes with the red nose thing. Uh, You know, what do you think, Rudolph? (laughs) (laughs) I got it fixed. I think I'm okay this week. Uh, Somebody suggested working Aaron just completely out of the show, which I'm all on board with. I'm totally on board with that. I like it. I like all this stuff. Guys. Bear with me. I'll eventually be by myself. I'm just making sure I can talk for a long time. <laughs> they don't even explain why we would do Excuse that. Excuse me. Where are the cameras? Y'all going to show up one day? Where are the cameras at? <laughs> They're off. All of them are on me. Yeah, exactly. I think he just, I don't know. I think Nate's probably right about the red nose thing. It was a distraction to him. I think it's a lot. It's a lot for people to take in. You know, everybody's got big TVs now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't need I don't notice anything. But can't ignore what the people say. So I love uh, the only good channel. I love how Nate wants all bank robbers to have names like Bill Smith when his last name is Bargetsy. Very true. That's a good point. Good point. Only that is true. Sounds like that's written by a bank robber who was offended <laughs> by my comment. Brandon Benson. Nate better work on that reading before masterminding a bank heist. Source your reading names in this episode. Amen. Thank you, Brandon. You reading names and I know what reading has nothing to do. I would imagine most bank robbers could have nearly they never made it out of high school. I was school. gonna say, and if you were the mastermind, why would you create a plan that revolved around you having to read out loud? You ever see a note they pass yeah. to the bank? It's never it's not going portends I need money. <laughs> like they're not using gigantic <laughs> words. Yeah. It's I need I want cash. That person didn't call himself a mastermind, though, when they're doing that. I don't need re. I don't need to read in the mastermind. I, I don't. I can mastermind. Yeah, I can't imagine a scenario that it would it would hinge on. Who's going to know better? 
a nerd from Notre Dame or a kid from the streets? <laughs> Who do you want masterminding? I just think yeah, Brandon yeah. makes a good point. If you can't read, you're probably not going to be masterminding anything. I think if you can't right. read, you're robbing banks. That's mm-hmm. the business that you're in. Right. If you can't read, I'm going to be way closer to friends that will lead down that path than a bunch of friends that can read, and you're out having a great life. Yeah. <laughs> not reading is the one number one... Seventy-five percent of people that don't read Rob Banks <laughs> sources are Brandon Benson. Brandon Benson's our source on that. Last one: the reselling teacher. I'm trying to guess what each of you are drinking. My guess is Nate is drinking hot tea. Aaron is drinking Mountain Dew or bourbon, and his Brian is drinking Insure. <laughs> What's Insure? Is that for women? No, it's for old people. Oh, uh, same thing. So. <laughs> It's <laughs> it's all water. Nothing's yeah. done. Pedia sure is the for kids for right? dogs. I don't think it is. You sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's a mastermind over here. I just did a sure joke of an insure. That was that was well done. Pretty good, dude. That's pretty <laughs> masterminding it up. Uh, thank you again for the comments. Hey, and everybody that we we read some nice ones too because yeah. I noticed. People think, and this is what's wrong with everything. Uh, it was my little rant. Here comes rant. the rant. Yeah. Here comes the rant. I did think of it last night because someone said, oh, you're only reading mean comments, so I guess I need to write a mean comment. And I don't like that. Right. I think that's actually what's, that is what's wrong with the media. The media just shows they don't want to show good stuff. They want The news wants to show just mean stuff. So the, only the mean people get the publicity instead of the good. That John Krasinski, when he had that the good the good show, whatever he did on YouTube, that was amazing, of just people being doing nice things. Mm-hmm. That was wonderful. So we do read the nice comments. And yes, a lot of times when it's just, hey, guys, you're doing great, whatever, we're going to try to start reading a few more of those and give you shout outs. But yes, they're, they're, I don't think in a weird way we can't all just sit and listen to 20, you're doing great. But we see those, and those mean the world to us, and those are the most important ones to us. Instead of this garbage, these people are <laughs> trashing all these people. But they're all when they're all very funny. When they're, yeah. when you're, you know, it's we don't like them. You know, obviously, I don't want to just read super mean stuff. But a lot of these are very funny, yeah. and they're yeah. they're doing stuff, and so that's a good balance. But if you want to just give a shout out, like thanks, thumbs up, you know, we see that, and that means the world to us. And you will get acknowledged because that is true. You should. You shouldn't be just forced into making fun of Brian's nose. Uh, right on. What do we got to do? Just do no. What are we doing? No <laughs> stuff in the comments. That's the only way they're going to read something. We got to do. Brian's ears are weird. Does that make you happy? And then we start reading that stuff. <laughs> I will only read Brian complaints. You do look great today. You came in. I feel like you. I came in. All right. Well, you came in. You, you do look. You look like you got a makeup. On. Vibrant. You look great, you Brian. Makeup? You showed up. I do have makeup on. Yeah. You got a nice shirt. Shirt looks better. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> I got a haircut yesterday. You got a haircut. Did you? Yeah. That shirt is oh, nice, nice, though. Thank you. you. Usually have like a regular one, like it just a, the one that you grab off the floor at TJ Matt. You're like, is this one my size? That's your size <laughs> on the floor. You know my first jack when the, my first the jacket I my first jacket I wore in live at Gotham one of the first TV credits I had I got it off the floor at Macy's it was on the floor and I and I wore it on TV wow 
I just was. This is when Were you're you picking it up to put it back on the rack. No, no, I was looking for a jacket, and I mean, you know, at this point, what's always kind of funny to me. I don't know if people realize is, but when you first start and you're making doing live at Gotham, you make twelve hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. That's all. You, I think that you get twelve a thousand and two hundred dollars is what you get. <laughs> just in case, twelve hundred. That is one thousand plus two one hundred dollar bills. Uh, you get twelve hundred bucks, so you don't. It's not like you just roll into, and then you end up having to pay some like SAG. I mean, some people can't even pay. I remember people would like, "I'm getting this twelve hundred dollars. Let's go pay my rent." But then they have to pay a fee to be a member because now they're on TV, so they have to pay this union fee, and that costs basically twelve hundred dollars. So someone's like, "I can't." I need this $1,200 and you're just taking it from me because I did this TV thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when you're first like getting on TV and doing stand-up, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're making... And eight, you're taxed, right? Yeah, 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 you're making eight grand a year. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, maybe if you're lucky. And so you're making no money. All right. Speaking of which, we're going to talk about marriage. <laughs> and I was married, so my wife had a job. My wife told me uh, if when... She goes, if you can make a thousand dollars a month, we'll be good. That's all that's that's a good good wife. Yeah. That that's all she wanted out of me. Thousand dollars a month. And one day we'll get there. <laughs> uh, so this this episode we're gonna talk about marriage. Marriage is uh uh, you know, it's kind of a thing, it's a thing rising in this country. A lot of people are doing it. And we think a lot of people want to hear about it. So uh, the joke we are going to play, which we right now currently pretty sure we own all the rights to, and it's because I look horrendous in this video because it's from 1975 and uh, wearing rubber bands <laughs> and uh, never fixed my hair. You know, you don't think about stuff when you're young and mm-hmm. How stupid. old were you in this clip? I, I mean, it had to be probably late 20s, if not 30, 31. It all kind of starts blending in. Yeah. You're 56. I know. Well, I have a baby face. I just look, you know, uh, just not good. Not good. Look better now. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> Should have grown a beard. I don't think I could have grown a beard then. Hmm. So this set, uh, the joke we're going to play is uh, a joke about marriage. Uh, mosh pit joke. Everybody, please listen. Uh, everybody, Nate Borgetsy to the stage. <laughs> I'm married, and that is uh, whatever, but you do it. You know what marriage is like? Marriage is like, you ever go to a concert and you see a mosh pit, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to go get in that mosh pit. But then once you get in it, you're like, I do not want to be in this mosh pit. <laughs> At all. I'm going to leave and go get some beer, and then the mosh pit's like, hey, you drank last night. You're like, all right, mosh pit, why don't you get off my back? So you get my life. Oh, comedy time. Now we're going to not be able to play that yet. So, look, as of right now, you're going to get to see that clip or hear it. And if not, copyright 2010. Copyright, yeah. I'm sure something will tag it. Can't can't do anything anymore. Uh, yeah. Mosh pit joke. That's one, that's one, of joke. My, one of my first really good marriage jokes, if not the first one, actually. Might be the first one that I came up with. That was the first, like, this this joke really worked and did you start trying to write marriage stuff like from the get go cuz when you started you're already married right yes okay uh 
Yeah, I think I don't. I don't think I ever talked about it. like I'm engaged now. We I've been with my wife since I was 21, and it was before I started comedy. So I don't think I I never talked about. We were dating the whole time, and then I got into comedy. So I never got. I never had a changed experience in doing comedy until I was married, and then that was the changed experience. We got engaged, but we were all, we were still living apart long distance because I was in New York and she was back here. And then we, and then we got, uh, and then we got married and the married was the first changed experience. And I think that's what you write from. So like y'all had, you know, you had uh, jokes about getting engaged Mm -hmm. because that was a changed experience. You know, Mm -hmm. I was already with her before I started. So that was just like, that stuff's normal. You know, I don't know. You yeah, just don't sure, think of it. Sure. And then the then you have a jolt, and the jolt was we're married now. And, and then, then it's having a kid, and and then it's having okay. a kid, and yeah, and then you move on to a dog, and then your kid. You know, it's yeah, it is like you need extra, you need different stuff to happen. That's true. I might just yeah. Uh, so that's I think that's the part when you get to do. Now we have three different stages of marriage in this room. Uh, I've been married 2006. So what is it? What is it? Nine, 14 20, years. 14, 14 years in October. October 13th. Got married on Friday the 13th. <laughs> Friday the 13th. And I did it because we got married at Old Hickory Country Club. <laughs> A very blue-collar country club. Like, it's not, you know, it's not Bel Air. <laughs> it's it's a wonderful club, though. I grew up in Old Hickory. And uh, Old Hickory Country Club got married there. Not a big, not a not a big wedding. I always say I think I owe, owe my wife another wedding. I, we had no money at the time, and so uh, got married. And then, which I told that joke on stage, uh, but Friday thirteenth, and I did it because Vandy. I didn't want to mess with college football. I didn't want to. I didn't want to like you know guys get married on Super Bowls. Guys get married on all these crazy dates and it was in the thick of college football. So I was trying to avoid Saturday. So I said, let's do Friday. And it just happened to be Friday the 13th, October 13th. Uh, but Vandy beat Georgia the next day. And I think they did that for me. They did it as like, we appreciate it. And Vandy and Vandy beat Georgia on our 10 year wedding anniversary too. Wow. Yeah. How long were you engaged? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't uh, months or years. A year is La- Laura. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she's, she's still here. Is she right there? Ask her how long we were engaged. How long were you engaged? I think it was like a year. A year. A year. Mm-hmm. A year. But you didn't think about just not getting married during college football season. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh huh. My lease was up. <laughs> oh, my lease was up in my apartment. Yes. yes. There you go. Yeah. So that's why we got married. I don't remember anything. It's not good. Well, it was 14 years ago, man. But this woman that lives with this house does. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, my lease was up. And so, yeah, we that's why we picked. You know, real marriage mm-hmm. stuff, man. Real, real romantic. Kind of takes the fun out of it. Once you realize it was a business, it was a business decision. <laughs> I was out of money, so this woman that I knew had some money, and I locked her in. No, it's a fairy tale. Man. It's a fairy, you know. <laughs> it's a Disney book. It's a princess story of 
man, no money, no hope. <laughs> she was like, I want to get married sooner. You're like, I can't break this lease. Yeah. I won't get my I deposit can't. back. Yes. My lease was up, so that's why we chose October. Uh, you know, kind of timed out right. Mm-hmm. My wife is very she but she thinks of timing stuff out like that. But what was I gonna do? Lock into another lease? Didn't make sense. Get married. We got married, moved, went to uh New York. We the apartment we rented. Big J Elkerson lived across the street from us and we were on our honeymoon and uh, we're on our honeymoon. And so Jay, Big J, like the apartment across from him comes up and we're in Mexico. And this is before, this is when you couldn't have your cell phone work in Mexico. Like it, you know, it would have cost you a thousand dollars. So you just had to, you just didn't have a phone and 2006. And so we go and, uh, Jay, like somehow he he calls my mom. He like looked my mom up on Facebook or something. Their number was on there, and just calls my mom randomly. And uh, my mom's like, "Hello." And Jay goes, "Is this Nate Bargetti's mom?" And we're in Mexico, so I mean, my mom's just like, "They're dead." There's you don't ever, and she's like, "Oh God," you know. And then Jay's like, "Oh no, this is Big Jay, comedian." Like. He was like, there's an apartment across the street. We're going to tell them that they want to, you know, they should go, whatever. And then we flew up to go see it right after Mexico. Laura was super sick. We flew up for 24 hours. And she was like sick. And I remember she just didn't, she didn't care at all. She's like, this is fine. <laughs> you know, just where you're sick and you can't. And uh, we lived in that apartment for six years. Uh, and yeah, so that's our that's our fairy tale <laughs> Uh, but we, our meeting was a good meeting. We worked at Applebee's together. Wait, I was a host. She was waiting tables. And my first thing that I loved about her that was very I like that made me like her. She was riding. She was sweeping up in the, her section as you do, and she sat on the broom like a witch, and then went like clicked it like she was starting a motorcycle, like she was a witch. And like she was starting the room, and I thought it was, and she was very funny, and thought it was funny, and thought she was very pretty, and then, boom, can't get rid of her. Uh, no, no, we're now, a we've been together for, uh, yeah, half your life, half my life. Wow. We're good. I'm. We're getting. I'm getting close to being. This is a. This is a joke idea that will not be on this next special. But just so if uh, you want to, my thought process already going to the next. To I think of the next one is when you switch over into your, you've been with them more than your parents. Mm-hmm. Like I'm close wow. to being with them more than my parents. And I had, so that idea I want to, I mean, I'm not there yet, so I don't want to say it now. I'd rather save it for when I am, but I've already thought of that idea of, cause that's pretty interesting to go. There's a point where it switches over that the blame is on the wife more than the mom. Yeah. I mean, you switch over and the mom's like, I'm out. <laughs> You've had him longer than me. So everything he does wrong is on you. You know, because they, it's, you know, you realize that you're, you're with your mom. Like, you know, I'm mean, not with my mom. As I, that joke I did have was I went from a mom to her. Uh, and so you are, I was 18, 19, 20, and then 21. You, then me and her started dating. And so you just go into, you know, there's going to be parts where Laura's to blame. How I walk around. <laughs> if I'm a mess. <laughs> she can't, you know, she can still throw it on my mom right now. Yeah. But they're going to cross over into going, I mean, yeah, this you is know, you look at, you. you look at, 
some wives and you could start people that have been married for a long time. You look at what you look at the wife and go, What are you doing? Your husband's a mess. Get him together, you know? <laughs> and they go, Oh, he was raised this way. It's like, yeah. No, 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 no. You've had plenty of yeah, time. You've had plenty of time to fix that. You didn't fix it. And yeah. now he's a train wreck. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, and now you and so you've been married now how long? Seven months today. Seven months today, seven month anniversary. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That's one. What'd you give her? I think it's cool. Uh, yeah. have you ever heard the, you know, you give gifts for something? Yeah. Like the golden, yeah. the yeah. golden anniversary. Yeah. Right. And I said that was cool. Was seventh month with yeah. the joke. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't think y'all heard it. No, we yeah. heard it. Uh, there's two guys, two people laugh at home. They're like, huh, oh, I heard it. <laughs> so you've been married seven months. Yep. I got married at for the first time at age 48. A little bit different route than you. At 48? Yeah. You're 48? I thought you were 47. No, I'm 48. Uh, and so you're about to be 49. Yeah. Oh, man. That, I'm just letting the audience know so they know why that red nose is red. <laughs> they go, oh, I thought he was like 30. Oh, no, that's because you're just 48 <laughs> and your nose is just red forever. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I thought you were forty seven still. No, forty eight. We're gonna have a big big fifty. Fifty is gonna come. We're have a big celebration. All right. Uh, if you're still here, and <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what? Uh, you know what? Well, that red nose. Uh, you, know. uh, you gotta cut gluten out of your diet. Yeah, yeah. And notice how we always get made fun of for being cold, and then the guy going through menopause is apparently too hot. So. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about it's the middle of summer we keep it colder i know but people act like we're not inside and there's not air condition doesn't exist yeah that's what everybody always says the it looks like you're it's it's 95 degrees i said yes and it's we keep it super cold laura cuts the air conditioner on upstairs before we go to bed and it gets rocking up here mm-hmm. and it gets freezing and so just so it's because we got you know not we got Five people in here doing the camera. Yeah, feels, say we got a lot good. of people like what COVID. We got seventy five <laughs> people in here, guys. Studio audience, a lot of people coming in. Uh, just the, uh, you almost want to stop saying any. We have two people filming, uh, but you almost want to stop not saying any. You can't say anything because of COVID. Yeah. Like, what do you want us to do, man? Thirty five people packed in a tight room. We have to get there. <laughs> And just, <laughs> what? Yeah, dude, we got to recirculate this error. What do you dude, want we... us to? Yeah, <laughs> guys, sit here coughing. We're trying to cut the fan on so we don't get to listen to that the whole time. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, so, so happy seven months. Dude. Thank happy you. Seven months. Forty-eight years old. Got married. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Uh, I was thinking like it's always like how old was your wife? You know, like that's always the question. I was like that. That's a funny. Uh, joke when someone's you go you can't ever ask uh it's like an old joke you can't ever ask someone a woman how much how old they are so how much do you weigh right like you know that's always a it's a fun like carnival joke yeah a lot of comics yeah do that do it i do it every night (laughs) i've done it many times and uh aaron weber you're engaged right engaged yeah engaged how long have you been engaged uh since february and we're looking at 
next Memorial Day to get married. So we're going to be engaged about a year. Spring, first day of spring, all that stuff. <laughs> Clouds blooming. Is that what Memorial Day's first day? No, it's not, that's just Seinfeld. It's when George wanted to delay oh, okay. his He wants to push it. He goes, we should do it in spring, right? First day of spring. Flowers like, blooming. Flowers yeah. blooming, all that crap. Oh, okay. Uh, so yours is, Memorial Day is? May. May. Into yeah. May. Into May. So you'd be a year from. Yeah. yeah. End of May. Uh, we don't have to go, right? Uh, you know, you know, if you don't want to. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out now. I'm probably going to be slammed. Nah, we'll be, you know, we'll be there. You just uh, assume you're going to be invited. Huh? You just assume you're going to be invited. I hope I'm not. Uh, <laughs> that's where you're going. Yeah, I would look. I would love it if I don't get invited. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, no, I we didn't. I didn't go to yours. I could have went no. to yours, but you did. You had a very small, intimate. You know, forty eight. Be lucky the priest shows up. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> that was made. I, I just made that. That was a good joke though. That was funny. That was bad. pretty funny. It's not it's bad. bad. That's why I didn't invite you. I didn't want you to insult me through my wedding day. <sighs> I never. I wouldn't do that. I would have sat there and enjoyed it. I had plenty of room. <laughs> I pewed to myself. Uh. <laughs> You had your family, immediate family, and her immediate family. Yeah. yeah. We did a big thing for you here. Right. We had a big, right? Super Bowl party. Yes. No, you down, we had, it was for your wedding. It was for Nate you, hosted though. a big wedding party for Brian. Yeah. So don't, he had a small wedding, but we did a big thing here. You, you can't push off that I'm just this cold hearted, I don't care. Yeah. We had a gigantic party for you. I catered the thing. Nate threw a Super Bowl party. No, his buddy catered it. <laughs> you, uh, we threw a party for him. We ha- we did it on the Super Bowl because we were trying to pick when most comics because it was kind of a comics party. Yeah, and we were doing what day is the comics not going to the most comics not going to be working? It was Super Bowl, so we did it on Super Bowl. Kenny, that you're friends with Kenny as well. Kenny, yeah. I grew up with Kenny. We had Kenny cook a big. He loves grilling out and he cooked brisket. We catered it. Yeah, I, you know, cost a lot of money. I mean, still in the, still can't get out of that hole. <laughs> and I immediately went out of work, and we're still, we're just paying off Brian's uh, engagement, his wedding party. That's so funny. We did it because comics one time they weren't working, and then immediately after that, nobody. I mean, yeah. we could have had it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a big party. It was fun. Yeah, we're coming to your wedding, dude. We have you a big party. Yeah. You oh, know? cool. Yeah. I don't know. Thanks, man. Uh, I guess we have to now. <laughs> I'll take I'm more read comments at your party, Aaron Weber. <laughs> <laughs> what is the uh, what what's what's the let's talk about general marriage, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, uh, read like the U.S. I, marriage rate, like this kind of stuff. How many people were married? All right, so did some research. This is from 2018. It reached historic lows. Uh, they didn't have a. 2019? I couldn't find it. So 2018 hit. <laughs> I mean, this is, you know. This day right. is worthless. He comes dude. home to a new car, brings a brand new car home. It's brand new. It's two years old. <laughs> they didn't have a new one. He goes, I don't. I didn't walk all the way back. Well, <laughs> um, maybe it takes two years to get a real. Yeah. Only about half of Americans are married now. Down from seventy two percent in nineteen sixty, according to census data. That's uh some pretty big drop there. Only about half of Americans are married now, down from seventy two percent. Uh yeah. I assume that's what's the sources I'm, on this? Census? 
Is that your sources, census data? Yeah. That would be the sources. Yeah. Who's the source of the census? That's how I want to keep going. As did. Okay. Well, I'd like to speak who exactly did this. Yeah. Can you connect me with some of your census takers, please? Yeah. I'd like to talk to them. There's a lot of them. It's going on now. They're doing the census right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Have they do it asked? every 10 years. Oh. So they, you probably got something in the mail about it. Usually yeah. they go door to door, but I don't know if they're doing that with COVID going on. I think yeah. they still are. I would do it. I'm saying it's next year we'll have more. You would do it. We'll have more data. I would for do this. the census data. Well, everyone's supposed to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we do it? Did we get mail? I mean, I did mine back in March. Yeah. I haven't done did it. They, Laura, <laughs> did we get it? Yeah, we did it. We did it. All right. <laughs> All right. Good for you. All right. We did it. Uh, see, I'm oblivious. My wife could walk out. If she ever wants to, she won't because we love each other. Mm-hmm. She could take all everything I would ever make. I mean, just I could show up. This house would be empty one day. Wouldn't have no clue. I mean, just that's what they that's what she could be gunning for. She watches a lot of crime stuff, a lot yeah. of marriage, a lot of husband killing people, a husband, wife, or wife's killing husband. You know, mm-hmm. I think she's scheming one day. Uh, so half Americans are married. Uh, now, the age of which one first gets married has risen by six years, 1960, and now only 20% of Americans get married before the age of 30. Wow. I don't think that's a bad thing. People need to get, I think getting married later is good. 30, you know, that's a, that's a go get your, get your career started, you know? Yeah. Go dive all in. I think that will make the workforce better and people can actually get a good run. But that will affect probably kids and stuff, you know, because you get married at 30 and by the time you want to have kids, you know, it can catch up quick. You know, we have one kid, we had a kid, we, we were late to the game. And so we, uh, we had one uh, daughter, beautiful daughter, and they, so, but that's that all we could really have. So you'll be 29 when you get married? I'll be 29. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you'll be, you're have, you got to, you really think of it. You, I mean, you have a long, I mean, for a guy, you can get married. You can get, you can have a baby whenever as a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. An 80 year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's people having babies at 50, though. Now, someone, someone just had a baby at 50. Really? Someone told me about, yeah. Somebody you know, or? Yeah, yeah. some of my friends, they, she goes, they, she had a, she had a kid at 50 and then like mid 40s. Yeah, wow. I know someone who had a baby on her 50th birthday. <sighs> So me and my wife are still thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> uh, married, getting married late. I got married. I was 26 when I got married. That's good. Get married at, people get married young in the South. It's just people get married 20. My parents were married at 21, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents so, have been dating since, they started to date since seventh grade. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, 26 is a little bit older than I mean, that people might have thought back then of man, you guys waited a little while, huh? In the yes, in the South home, people would have been like, "You guys waited, and that's old." And New York is like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> Are you a bait?" Like that's what they think. Yeah, you know. I remember thinking when I was in college, like twenty eight's when I think I want to get married because by then I'll have a career going, a little established. <laughs> <laughs> This is like Michael Scott when he's when <laughs> when a bunch the, of kids. When the video, no, the video when yeah, when yeah. he's a kid, he goes, 
I want to one day have be married and have 100 kids, and I can't wait for my dreams to come true. And you're like, ah, everybody's having to watch that video. He says, so I got to have 100 kids so I can have 100 friends. <laughs> oh, oh all right. Uh, everybody get back together. Everybody's crying down there. But it all worked out in the end. What are you, you crying go. at? The red-nosed guy said something. I just like, oh, red-nosed guy. His nose is great now. Mm. Uh, the Pew Research Center recently found that about 40% of unmarried adults believe that marriage is becoming obsolete. They're not sure that even this As a result, less couples than ever before married and marriage rates will continue to decline into the future. There is no longer motivation to marry. Couples no longer need to marry to have children to pass on their property or to have sex. In 100 years, marriage may not even exist. Wow. Huffington Post. I, I I mean I don't know man I think people still like get I think you still want to get married and uh you know I guess if you to pass on the property I I think people still I think marriage is still yeah I guess maybe in a hundred years yeah you got to get that out of the system and you're gonna need to have you know people removed but I think marriage is still very it's a wonderful wonderful tradition that is I mean it's awesome it's uh, it's a way of life it's you know i think if you're not married and then you're just you're going to enter in it gets too loose you know uh, i'm a big fan of uh marriage is a is a, a, a awesome beautiful thing and so but apparently it's it's gone so i don't know <laughs> i wonder if it's coming waves you know yeah i don't think so i think it's just going down i think more and more people are just like, yeah, we can just live together. And, you mm-hmm. know, so I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's weird to say when you know, when you meet someone, they're like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And, it, they, you know, they're like 50, 60 years yeah, old. Yeah. And it's like, we've never got married. Like, you had to find the two people that want that. And, may, and there are people that are both fine with that. But I find it. I always, when I meet a, a couple that's like that and like, well, he never wanted to get married, but we, you know, we were basically, we were married, you mm-hmm. know, I think if you, if he got on his knee and asked that woman to marry her, married her, she would, her heart would melt and she would love it. So that to me shows me that they want that. And it's, and I usually, this is complete, I have no idea, but I think if, if someone's in that situation, they are doing, it's one person that's being super stubborn and the other one would be like, we, I think I would like to. You know, yeah. a weddings are very nice. It's a celebration of you. It's a very fun thing. It's fun for your your parents and your grandparents and your family gets together and it's a family reunion. I mean, it's you know, and it's a it's an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, what about divorce? Can you get if you get divorced, will you get half the is that a thing? You know, it's like half their property. But you know, if someone gets divorced, Jeff Bezos and his wife, he gets to give her billions of right. dollars. What if they're not married? I don't think you do. But how's so? The, but how's the property matter then? Why does it say like if you don't need to pass on the property? Um. So maybe, the, maybe that's for people that don't have any. So the loophole assets. Yeah, I always love someone saying "get off my property." There was uh, I remember someone. I tried to do a joke about it once, but someone else had a joke about it. It's a very southern, but it's, people are very. I think the less. The poorer you are, the more prouder of your property you are. Right. Yeah. 
And so the more you don't want anybody on your property, yeah, and you don't have a lot of property, but it's your property, <laughs> yeah. And I, I absolutely love someone yeah. going, "You better get off my property, right?" <laughs> I mean, that's a very uh, you watch cops like on, you yeah. know, it, all it is is people saying. He stepped foot on my property, <laughs> and he shouldn't have been on my property. I've never been on his property. I don't know where his property. You know, and it's all about just how many times can you say the word property? Mm. Get and a I, private property sign. Oh, it's that, my yeah. no trespass. Who's you know whose property that is? <laughs> don't ever get on my property. Uh, but like, so if, it's like the benefits. So if if you can pass on property and all this kind of stuff, but if you get divorced, you don't have to give half the money. Yeah, I think maybe they're saying there was a time where women didn't work, they didn't have equal rights, so therefore the only way they would have anything if their husband died is if they were actually yeah. married. And now, and so now women, you know, can provide for themselves. Interesting. Yeah. So but I mean but I mean is is this a loophole to say you don't sign a prenuptial agreement, you just go I don't believe in marriage and then if you break up, you don't get divorced. You know, mm-hmm. and so the, the no, no one's involved, so you don't have to give any money. So it's a good thing. I'm saying for that person. I mean, it's yeah. You know, I think it's a if, good thing for the yeah, person. If there's who has some more. woman at if home. If you're that worried about it, why not just sign a, a prenup? Because you want to avoid an awkward conversation with the uh, your partner. No, I'm just. I, I'm, and yeah, they could sign a prenup, but yeah. yeah, they. I mean, the partner might be like, "Yeah, I'm not signing a prenup. That's uh-huh. insane." Uh, like I would never like we didn't have a prenup. It's like George is like I'll, I'll sign you. I'll sign your stupid prenup. I make more money than you. Like, uh, that's one of my favorite Seinfeld ideas of the show is him George Costanza saying he wants to sign a prenup, and she's worth millions. And he's like she just laughs. He goes, "Yeah, I'll sign your prenup." Like you know, just what do I care? Yeah, I would love it. I would love to sign it. Give it to me. Yeah. Uh, like with my wife. I would never dream. Obviously, my wife's earned every every penny that I have. She's earned. She's been here from the beginning. We nothing's separate. I I honestly, she does not deserve. Now my next wife I'm gonna have big problems with. <laughs> uh, but so you would see. I, there's no reason for us to sign. I in my situation would never do it. Yeah. So no one's going. But I'm just saying these guys like. If if you get in, say you'd never, say you have dreams. You guys, you have dreams. You're young men, <laughs> and you're now you cannot be making any money. And then say you and uh, you and your fiance, you just never. None of this is true, but just as an example, you you, you just keep it engaged. Like let's just not get married. Yeah. Then you go on. You become a huge comedian. You're making ten million dollars a year, twenty million dollars a year. And you never got married because you're just, we're just, there's no reason for it. Yeah. It doesn't work out. Break up. The law's law's not involved. She does not get half of that. Sounds pretty good so far. So you get married. Now now you don't sign a prenup because you wouldn't. It seems insane to sign a prenup now. Yeah. Same way. Most people, when they're married, there's no reason to sign a prenup. It it would be insane because no one has Uh money. And then you... But then you come into it, and now you be into the money. So I'm saying, is this the loophole that if you're, uh, if some rich guy is just like, I don't want to get married again, but I'll just we can date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does does the woman ever get anything? Does the other or the man, whatever? I don't mm-hmm. think so. Yeah. So there is a reason for marriage is the uh, to break their you know if you're the poor person yeah if you're the yeah or to be 
combined with one. Yeah. That's like if people don't have, like, you have the same bank accounts, do you and Ruth? Uh, we will. Yeah. We haven't combined them yet. But. Yeah, that's, I know some people, someone said that once. Uh, I, I remember reading, like, should you have separate bank accounts? We don't. I, I mean, again, I don't know. I asked my wife if we have money. Yeah. So sometimes I just, I'm good for maybe four times a year to be like, hey, we have money, right? Like, I just don't, you know, to make sure <laughs> I'm not going to walk in one day and she's like, you spend it all, you know, because I'm an idiot. And so I just want to make sure that we're still good. Uh, but like, should people have money? When we when I first got married, uh, you know, my wife is the saver. She's the one that saves it. My wife's the only reason, you know, I'm not doing this podcast in a helicopter and I'm bankrupt, you know, like I just could buy whatever. Like I don't, I would definitely do fun stuff and not, not be a normal person. So she did all that. But so my, my parents would, I still had a bank, my bank card from my parents. And so my parents would always put, they would put money in my bank. So when I'd go on the road and I don't have money, so I didn't have to ask my wife for our money because I'm making zero money at this point. Right. I would just tell my dad, like I went in San Francisco, I wanted to go see the Alcatraz. And so I'd call my parents and I'd be like, I don't want to go see Alcatraz. I don't have any money. And my mom would just put $200 in there. Mm-hmm. And so that that went on. I mean, for I was good six years. I mean, I'm, Harper <laughs> might have been born and I has, still had their <laughs> bank card. I don't have it now. But it was. My mom is still on my bank. Bank account. Yeah. Because she set it up with me when I was like 15 when I wanted to get a savings account. And I just, you have to go into the bank to take her off. So I'm just so late. She's still on it. Yeah. Yeah. But she could get into She I hasn't given me good. money in a while, but yeah, um, yeah she could. She could. I don't to. think it's bad to have her. Hey, it's not bad to have your mom on. You just what if you're gone and you do need something? Mm-hmm. Then you, she can go in there and do that. It doesn't matter. She did call me a couple years ago and was like, Hey, could you stop getting into negative because it's messing up my? It was like messing up her credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> she was like, you keep like you can't go below zero. Oh yeah, she should go to the bank and take yeah. it off. Yeah, yeah she should. I think I can. <laughs> yeah. I used to cash a check at Walmart. You'd go to Walmart and uh, overwrite a check, and they'd give you, you know, you buy gum and write it for twenty dollars more, and they give you twenty dollars cash. But you could do that, and they wouldn't. When you needed $20 and I didn't have $20 in the bank, you could always do it, and they would give you the $20 because they, they they didn't know that the check wasn't going to work until yeah. later. And then yeah. you would just go into the red later, and you deal with those consequences. Yeah. <laughs> but on that Friday, you're like, well, I need $20 right now. And $20 was a lot, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. When I was in high like if you got $20, it would be the equivalent of if someone gave me $100. I feel, I feel like we talked about what it means, you know, mm-hmm. equivalent today. $20, what are $20 is worth today? From where? Yeah, from, from my from. when I when I was in high school, ninety seven. Oh. Can you look at? Yeah, you can do. Yeah. You can do a conversion. Really? Yeah, you can do a conversion. So you're twenty dollars in nineteen ninety seven. I'm gonna guess thirty four dollars. Yeah, I'm guessing that's that's what it's worth now. What do I? You say twenty dollars in nineteen ninety seven to yeah. Would that work? Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. There you go. Nineteen ninety seven inflation. So there's Value a of twenty dollars cumulative price change of sixty one point four three percent. Thirty two dollars. Yeah, you said thirty four. Yeah, it's wow, good. it's impressive. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, thirty. So it's thirty is like giving me thirty two dollars. 
You know, it's like when you have cash, you think about like what cash you like to have. Man, you, I, but it's like thirty two dollars. I feel like you just feel like you could buy so much. Yeah, back something know. mentally about twenty dollars that I feel like you just feel like it's a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. It feels good. Dude. I admit it. I like cash at forty eight and just having my own money the this the whole time. It's a little still strange now where. Like we just moved and I sold all my furniture. She sold it and then she just kept it, the money for it. And which of course is fine. But I do I think about it like it's just getting used to like So but she's put it in y'all's Well, right we, yeah. It's all our money, obviously. But yeah. I'm just saying the mindset I'm still adjusting to She didn't go over to you and go, here's your cash from the <laughs> and here's my percentage. Right. For selling it. Like something like yeah, yeah. But you do have the cash. It's just yeah. Why would she put it? Give it to you? Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's just I'm just saying it's it's a yeah, mindset I adjustment. It. I get it. I get it. Like you're mm-hmm. yeah. I I don't have that. I don't. I've never really. I mean, I'm a, kind of a rare case in that we've been together so long. I never was single. I yeah. never. That's why I, I never had dating jokes. I never. I never. You know. I never did any of this stuff. So I to me. It's, you know, besides the, my mom getting my bank account, like, is to give me money so I can go do fun stuff. Yeah. I'd never thought about it. You know, it's always just our money. Like, it's everything is we, and yeah. like, it's all just been in a big pot. And I, you know, wherever we, well, I don't even know where the money's at. So uh, I still have to ask. But I get it. I get like the idea of, you know, of like, yeah, that you're like, oh, how much? It just crosses your mind for a split second. Yeah, like she's keeping it. Yeah. Like she's taking the money. Yeah. Like yeah. I took her car to get the oil changed, and they had found some major problems, and we had talked about it on the phone, and, she's, and we're like, she's like, all right, let's just go ahead and do it. So it's a lot of money, and of course I paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it just, it's for a second in your head, you're like, wait a second. Why am I paying for <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm married. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's our money. Yeah, so y'all will eventually merge everything together. Yeah. I think it's probably not healthy if you're in a relationship where you figure out what percentage of the household income you account for, and then you only pay for that percent. Like, that would be, that sounds like a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Someone, there was like an article about, like, I think people, like, maybe you paid bills and you just, you did everything. Because they're saying that money is the number one, you know, the rate of di- for divorce and stuff, money's like the main thing, mm-hmm. main problem. So they were like, keep your money separate. You pay your like pay like your roommates, and then so that way you're not going. Why are you spending all that money on that? Like you're, you know, it's it's that kind of nagging of just the other ones going. You know, some husbands like, why are you buying all these sh- clothes or whatever? And then it's like, why are you going golfing all the time? And they're all yelling at each other, and so just keep your money separate. And pay your part of your rent, and then that way you don't have that argument. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a married couple that to me is doesn't get married. That's this that's the group on uh-huh. here that do, either doesn't have kids for some reason, doesn't get married. They're not normal. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal way of living. That someone's going to agree to do that. Yeah, everybody's still normal. That's what I think. I think the the entire country is normal people. They're, they live the normal way. There's not these all these kind of weird new kind of things, like new ways that they're trying to say. I just don't think people are doing that. No one's gonna, no one's gonna not. I don't think marriage. You know, I don't know. It's not like well, we don't have to live. To, you know, it's like 
What else is good? It's like people want to get married. I, we have our nieces on Laura's side of the family. They all got married, you know, in their 20s. They have three kids, you know. Mm-hmm. They did what they, they do with the, you know, South is what church does. Christianity's still a big thing. Church, people raised in church, people, you have families, you get married, you, you know. I mean, if that, if Christianity is going away, then maybe you're, yeah. Your stat of people wanting to get married goes away, but I, now, think- I will say. I mean, I I said I I could see myself getting married at twenty eight, and in the twenties and thirties, it was I had a lot of frustrations. But by my forties, I was content. If I never got married, I was fine. Yeah, uh, you know, it's some people aren't made for marriage, and I was fine. I was in a good place, but yeah, but then I did get married. Hmm. Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, you would have been so you just were like, look, it's just not going to happen. And yeah, but I was and, I was happy yeah, in my life, yeah, and yeah, just doesn't work out for some people. Yeah, some people don't want to. I mean, I wanted to, obviously. Yeah, but I was fine with it. Yes, I, I could see someone that's like, I don't want to get married. It's you know the idea of like having kids and stuff like that. There's a there's a mix because you it feels selfish if someone's like, I don't want kids. Like to me. It's, you know, we only had one and then it's obviously not selfish, but it does feel you're like, I want to live my best life. I don't want to like that to me is the only thing that I think if you go into it thinking, I want to do everything I want to do as fun and I want to live my life and I don't, I want to have a great time in my life and I don't want anybody to ruin my time. If I think when people say they don't want to have kids, that's the vibe. That's why you think, you know, they could say the environment or some, you know, they could say yeah, I was going to say, that's really interesting. Cause I've heard, I've heard it said the other I way. I have too. What? Where just the idea of wanting to bring another person into this world is selfish. Well, that's with all, you know, all the people, at, you know, orphanages. Who, yeah. And, yeah. Well, that makes me, who do you think you are? I, I'm, you're the king of the, I'm not going to bring another person in this world. <laughs> This world doesn't deserve. I'm just, that's insanity. That's it. That makes me. This is the. By the way, the world we have is there's not another world. There's no other world. This is the world that we have. And when someone says that, that makes me furious. To go, don't just say you don't want to have kids. Don't throw it into this like. Well, I'm saving the world, but I don't want to do it because I'm not. I'm saving. I'm not bringing a child into this mess. By the way, this is the greatest time in the history of Earth to be alive. The greatest. No matter what you think about what's going on, it's much better to be alive now than it would have been in the 1800s. Much better. Yeah. Not even close. Food, water. How much the population of the world has food and able to get food? All everything's way way up. It's. No matter how, like that's, so to be like, I'm not going to bring, I don't like the, it's pompous to be like, I'm the one that decides I'm the king of my castle and I will, I'm not bringing a kid into this world that does it. Like, just say you don't want kids. Yeah. Don't make it to be, I'm so great. Like, I'm fine with someone not having kids. I don't like it when they say it in that way to go, I'm, let me tell you how, and I maybe I take it about maybe someone should be like, I shouldn't don't take it that way. But I don't see how you don't take it that way. Mm-hmm. That's what the person's saying, right? That's what Aaron's saying. There's but but don't you agree that that's how what that's what they mean when they say they say, I don't think you should bring. And I did bring yeah. a kid into this world. So what am I wrong? I think some people would be like, Who do you think you are that 
You think the world needs your child because you're so important? I don't think yeah. the world needs, but they need children. The world uh-huh. needs children to thrive. Right. It's going to stop. What do you want? Less people? I get the idea of like we're overpopulated. All this kind of crazy stuff. That's like Kathy Madigan joke. Go to Montana. We're not overpopulated. No <laughs> one's there. Yeah. No one's near anywhere. Go drive 15 minutes outside of Nashville. It's empty. There's just land. There, people are living in popular areas. Once we spread out, it's gone. Everybody, if everybody just leaves New York and California, and then just spreads out across the state that the country that we have a gigantic country. If everybody spread out, we would have plenty of room. No one has to live next to each other. People want to live next to each other. Yeah, but don't say I don't want to have kids. And you're like, it's I'm 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 not bringing a child into this world. This world doesn't deserve my child. Ugh, mm-hmm. you're the worst person alive. I wonder how many people genuinely genuinely believe that, and how many people mm-hmm. that's just their how they rationalize. Like they they're just not ready to have kids or whatever, and they're like, that's how I they say I, I just want I look I get. I get it. I, I I get the idea of it. I don't like people saying that because I that's I just take everything as like I don't think you should ever say anything that makes someone else feel bad. You shouldn't ever say anything that's put down to someone. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, I know I, we make jokes here, but I'm talking <laughs> about like you should never say. I, I I think it's putting down to when yeah. when when most people have kids and you're putting down to go like, well, I'm a little. I'm a little brighter, a little smarter, and I, it's not, this is not, I, yeah. we don't need more children right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. We have too many children. Um, I'm, I'm this, like, that's how I take it. Yeah. Like, that's how. It's like telling a pregnant woman, like, yeah. congratulations, I would never do that. I would never do it because, because I, you don't, we don't need, yeah. the last thing we need is more people in this. Or, like, it's, 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 you know, having a family and children are, I mean, children are the greatest thing on earth. It's the greatest, the truly most awesome, dude, how innocent kids are, how like, I mean, you know, our daughter sleeps in her bed. I look at her every night. Just can't believe, it's awesome. It's un, un, unbelievable that, you know, and and you cannot have kids. Please don't have kids, but don't say it. Don't act like you're better than everybody else. Yeah. That's what I think. Anyway, uh, do you think you'll have kids? Next one? I think so, someday, for sure. Yeah, you don't yeah. think you should bring them into this? That's what you should have said. <laughs> you should like, I don't. You know, I, mean, what? I with, just think with today's climate, I don't know. I just don't know, and I mean by both politically and just the climate in general, uh, <laughs> just can't be. It's all bad. <laughs> e uh, emissions. No, I can't. I'd, I'd love to coach my kids' little league team and all that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's having a family. A big great. family, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm one of four. Yeah. And I would have um, wished I wish we could have had more kids. I would I would, you know. That being said, it's you know, one look, if if someone's like on the one kid's great. One kid you you can it's it's not as overwhelming. You know, I think with two you know, two's a nice sweet spot. When you see someone have twins, I know someone that had twins and a boy and a girl twins at the same time knock it out of the park two kids done you get a little bit of both it's like that's you know yeah that's awesome yeah do you think it's insensitive when i hear a lot of parents say we had a boy or a girl and then we were trying for the opposite and it didn't happen so we kept going is it insensitive that that middle child that that you're like oh we were trying to have a girl but we had another boy so we had to do another one 
No, I mean, you know, because I don't think you ever, like, you, you never, you know, you call them in and go, hey, just a heads up. We did not want you. Maybe you're feeling the tension every time you walk in a room. It's because we are furious you're here. Like you never, that's never going to be there. You, no matter when you have a kid, no matter the, the love that you have is, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, they, uh, Laura's brother, and when they had, he had two girls, and I think they had having a third, and it was kind of like they hoped it was going to be a boy. And uh, her brother didn't want to know because, he didn't want he actually the same way it was like if he if it was going to be another girl he didn't want to be angry that it's going to like you have those he was like cuz I know no matter what when I see whether it's the boy or girl I'm yeah. going to and then they be thrilled and he had a boy uh but he didn't want to know but it was you know it's like so I it's not going to matter I mean you could want you know you it doesn't matter what you want. I I think I wanted a girl I kind of like the daddy daughter relationship. I think you have a the relationship's a little bit different, you know, and it's not just you know, his son would have been amazing too. Like, so I get both, but you know, you're just happy with it's you know, you got your kid and it's it's fun. Yeah. All right, so I did some research on the history of marriage. Uh, they found one dated back to uh, forty three hundred and fifty years ago. Uh, when was it? 4,350 years ago. They found the first marriage. Well, it's the oldest evidence that they, they found, uh, it says for thousand years before that, most anthropologists believe families just consisted of loosely organized groups of as many as 30 people with several male leaders, multiple women shared by them and children. As hunter gatherers settled down, society had a need for more stable arrangements the first recorded evidence of a marriage ceremony uniting one woman and one man dates from about 2350 BC in Mesopotamia. And then over the next several hundred years, marriage evolved into a widespread institution embraced by the ancient Hebrews, Greeks, and Romans. But back then, marriage had little to do with love or with religion. It was like a job. You did it for yeah, like procreation. Yep. It's like, like animals. It to a lot of degree, like, and yeah. safety, and... I mean, even farmers yeah. <clears throat> 100 years ago, maybe even now, having kids to tend the farm is an important thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would generate your own help. And then religion eventually came and got involved. Um, and it was, of course, it was mentioned in the Bible. And, uh, but then they, uh, when the Roman Catholic Church spread throughout Europe, the blessing of a priest became a necessary step for a marriage to be legally recognized. By the 8th century, marriage was widely accepted in the Catholic Church as a sacrament uh, or a ceremony to bestow God's grace. Go go read the next one. So then, so love's still not in the picture. Yeah, that's that's how funny is that? (laughs) That's that's what I wanted to read. Like, so, all right, this all makes sense. Now, when did love come into the... Like I mean, it is a straight up job at this point. Right, yeah. right. You are you are hiring someone. At that point, it is what two employees work best together. Love is not even remotely. And I mean, you're like, mm-hmm. do you love her? They'd be like, what? I mean, back then, I don't. Is love even a thing? Like, yeah, I don't think it was. I mean, sure, you're, I bet it was for your child. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. you ever see like when you watch movies with uh 
you know, I don't know. I feel like death didn't mean anything to people. You know, you watch any like war. I'm thinking of Game of Thrones. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, but that kind of era of, you know, they have children. Like it's like they're proud of their boy. But if their kid got killed at battle, it's like mm-hmm. it is what it is. It's <laughs> like, just such a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of like the wife. I mean, that's what they could have multiple wives. Like cheating on your wife, I don't think mean, meant no. anything. Like, because there was no, I guess there was really no. Yeah. If someone was like, take love out of your marriage, you're like, oh, it's going to be chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. Well, a big part of that is they're not, there's no choice involved at this point, right? It's still. Certainly not I'm, for the women. Yeah. I'm guessing a lot of these marriages are just, you know, arranged and set up by, by yeah. their families or, or whoever else. Yeah. So it said for much of human history, couples were brought together for practical reasons, not because they fell in love. Mm-hmm. In time, of course, many marriage partners came to feel deep mutual love and devotion. But the idea of romantic love as a motivating force for marriage only goes as far back as the Middle Ages. Wow. I had to look up the Middle it's Ages. Middle-aged man. Uh, <laughs> so you. <laughs> so Brian is... <laughs> This is when love enters the picture right here. Back then, everybody was getting married at 48. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's crazy, but that romantic love is a motivating force to marriage. Only goes back as far as middle. What is middle ages? I looked that up. It was a, roughly from like 500 to 1500. And what was the, I bet the average life span Gosh. back then was probably, I mean, if you made it to your 40s, that was yeah. impressive. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They, yeah, like you would be a king back then. Yeah, I mean, you would be respected. Yeah, yeah. oh, the times, tables, times have changed. <laughs> they I sure mean, have. Uh, they sure they, have. Uh, so, what's going on in the Middle Ages? What do you have? Like 500, 1500. Like, what if I'm trying to picture they get a clay house or something? They built their house is built out of clay. They had stones. Uh, stones. They're stones. This is like, that's the age of castles. And, you know. Okay. So, mm-hmm. the, so there's been a castle, you have a village, a wagon. You had a surf. You yeah. have like live in a village, a wagon, stuff's on, you know, shops are selling. Mm-hmm. I think know, like the Roman, Roman Empire was ruling the world up until then. Yeah. And now it's kind of crumbled. And, uh, so everybody's doing their own thing. Starting to, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm just I, trying to picture the okay, right? Is you that, think think like a Renaissance fair? That's, yeah, that's what's going on. Yeah, yeah, walking around with turkey legs and yeah, having good a good time. time. Yeah, but also l- loads of death and suffering and disease and everything yeah. else. There's the Black Plague was around then, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah but like 1500. So that's that's yeah. 500 years ago, and thinks how things would probably look differently. But in my head, if you told me what would things look like in 500 to 1500. It's all kind that's of looks a big, the same to me. That's a big, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah. There weren't many advancements, not that I know of. Uh huh. Maybe like an art, you know. <laughs> but an in terms of technology open? and stuff like that, I mean, what's the difference between five hundred and fifteen hundred? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Marriage was changing. Marriage, yeah. Love, love, love. When was, was the gun invented? Let me take a guess. Later than that. Uh. Oof. They didn't have guns by 1500. I, I will say uh, 1377. Oh, you think that far? <laughs> I guess not now. Uh, uh, That's so specific. 1377. <laughs> 742. Whoa. Whoa. The Chinese had guns in the 10th century. 
Wow. Like, and cannons appeared in Italy around 1320. So you were thinking of cannons. Yeah, I was thinking clearly. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But you tell you what, no one ever thinks of the 1300s. No. No one talks about the 1300s. Oh, the Gatling gun. Wait, let's say 1364. Yeah. No one, I mean, how crazy, like no one ever speaks of the, you never hear 1370s. No one ever does. 1200. Now, you go 1492 because yeah. Columbus. But what's going on in 1300? I mean, not much. <laughs> not much. Yeah. Not much. I would love to. We're going to get into that. That would be a good episode. What? The 1300s? Just uh, what it looked like back then. You know, <laughs> yeah, what happened, yeah. man? What was going on? We'll get someone in from that era. Uh, Brian, you probably know a guy. I'm not saying you're that old, but I think you definitely know someone that is grew up around there. Uh, I know a guy who knows a guy. Yeah, yeah. You're like Pawn Stars. I always got it. I think you're closest to who we could get someone to talk to. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just go reading to when wedding wedding rings started. Yeah, I do not wear my wedding ring. But go ahead. Well, I was gonna it. say, <clears throat> 100 years ago today, women got the right to vote, and that said that it's a great Orny Adams joke. He goes, "Well, how did they win that vote?" <laughs> and that's because it was all men voting. It's all men voting. Yeah, yeah. Well, how did they win that? <laughs> they go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that said, it said within the last 40 years, marriage has changed more than the last 5,000 because women are now not treated as property. They got a voice. Yeah. yeah uh, that, that would change the dynamic boy, a little bit. They got a big voice. Oh, boy. Did they? Mm, <laughs> they got, I mean, right when they got the right to vote. Oh, oh here we yeah, go. That's when it all started crumbling down. I mean, can you imagine? Congratulations, dear. You can vote now. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if you don't put your pants up every single... I mean, just... What? Overnight. Yeah, overnight. <laughs> if you don't put the toilet seat down, I swear to you, you go, where do you get off? We have the right to vote. <laughs> and you're going to do everything. I'm a big... I, I'm a great keep the toilet seat down guy. Always put it down. Always. I've never understood that. Why? Why should you do that? Why should you put it down? Yeah. I do get that because you're thinking, well, I have to touch it. To you need it up. it up. Yeah. So we should both be taking the turns. Yeah. yeah. I'll put it up. You put it down. Yeah. Right. It's, I think it's being Just a, a courtesy thing? It's a courtesy, courtesy. thing. Um, uh, I guess. I'm more of a urinal. <laughs> you have want, a urinal in your house? I want to get a urinal in my house. And I want to put it right next to. Would you get a urinal? So my wife has to sit down. That urinal is right next to her face. Would you get a urinal in your house? I would love to get a urinal. I would love to get one too. Yeah, Howard Stern has a urinal. Really? Mm -hmm. Because he says he says it's one of his favorite things. (laughs) I would love that. I would love a urinal. Some bars. You ever been to a bar where they have like a an armrest above the urinal? Yeah, (laughs) you Uh, can lean up against it. That's the dream, man. I there's nothing better than I when if you go in a bar, you see a guy really that has had some drinks, and you just see him like he has to put his hand up. I mean, you're like this yeah. guy worked tonight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like his drinking was a job, right? And he's like, oh, and just I mean the relief of just all of it. Like it's a show out there. Like I mean, he just feels like he finally gets a moment to himself. I'm not a fan. You know what? This is another kind of gross, but uh, random. Guys uh, passing gas in the bathroom, and they just go in and just let, like, they almost like we have a code. In your own? You mean in no, a public no, bathroom? No, no, in a public bathroom. Okay. Like, you just see men walk in, and they just, like. Let it rip? 
There's like, and I get it's. I guess it's this idea of like we're all cool, right? I don't want to do it in front of my chick out there, you know, like it's yeah. something. And uh, but to me, it's just like, I mean, look, I'm just saying, yeah, if it happens, it happens different. Mm-hmm. But guys go in, yeah, like we're all friends, mm-hmm. and they just let it rip, and you're like, hey, <laughs> let's not. We're not horses. Do you think they should at least go in a stall and do it? I mean, yeah, just try to not look. At I, least hit a, the dryer so there's some noise. Uh, yeah, you know the uh, that was a great uh, Todd Glass joke. He's like, he goes, I don't he's something about not getting credit for everything, and he's like, he goes, every time I go to the bathroom, right before I walk out, I hit the air dryer. I don't, I, you're welcome, and I say you're welcome, you know, because you know everybody's just in there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I get old men. Yeah, old men are just they just. It just happens. Noises yeah. are coming out. They don't even know what's happening. <laughs> so I get the idea of that. But yeah, like when you see, there is like, you know, there's not too, uh, uh, you know, I, I like being a guy, but you're not like, you know, it's just burp. You know, you walk in the bathroom, you're like, I don't know, just do it in your corner. Yeah. I don't know. At least put the effort up that you're not, when you just you just barrel in there like a gorilla, just like, argh, like <laughs> uh but maybe that happens to women's. I don't know. Women just go nuts. Hey, Laura. Yeah, Laura. No, I don't want to know. Uh, when did wedding ceremony? Oh, the wedding ring, though. We said. Yeah. So it said that uh, that's pretty universal since marriage has been around. Custom can be dated back to the ancient Romans. It's believed that the roundness of the ring represents eternity. Thus, the wedding ring symbolizes a union that is to last forever. And it was once thought that a vein or nerve ran directly from the ring finger of the left hand to the heart, which I've heard that. I've never heard that. I thought it was just like an annoying reminder that you can't have as much fun as you want. <laughs> is that true? Brian, is that true? That <laughs> Let me Google that. The point of the wedding ring is just to kind of always be like, you know, because you're always like, you just, you, you can feel it. Right. You know? <laughs> like a rubber band around your wrist. Like a rubber band around your wrist, yes. Yeah. It's just there to constantly be like, I wouldn't, uh, you know. And then, like when you don't have rings, you're like, I mean, I'm not worried about anything. Mm-hmm. When you have a ring, you got to be, you know. This is interesting. You don't have your, Brian's wearing his wedding ring. You're not wearing yours. Why don't you, you, you just don't like the way it feels? I don't like rings. I wear it on stage, and that's the only time I wear it, you know. And I, I, I need to find a wing. So I lost my ring in Kuwait, actually. Yeah. I was doing a USO tour right after we got married, and I took it off. I mean, I just never wore – I like watches, but I've never wore rings, and I don't like rings. And I took it off in, at like in one of the rooms we were staying. I left, lost the ring. I mean, immediately. Immediately gone. Now, my ring's not, again, not being attached to stuff. And luckily, my wife is not, you know, it was like, whatever. It was fine. And then I bought, I went, I was doing a carnival cruise, performing on a cruise ship. And I went to Mexico and walked around while, when, while the thing stopped at one of the places. And uh, I bought a ring there for $40 and cannot lose that ring. Still got it. Mm. And so I kind of like that story. Yeah. So I kind of don't mind that. I, I like the ring for the idea. It's almost getting a little too big now. And then, uh, but so that's why I had that ring. I would like to wear a ring. I, I, I like. I don't. I just. I don't like wearing. I, I just don't love rings. Mm-hmm. I, I've said I would almost do a tattoo around my 
this finger. I'd almost rather do that, but I'm wow. not a big fan of tattoos. I don't like tattoos, and I and that a, I, I like not having tattoos. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I've finger. never heard of that. Yeah, you do a tattoo around it, and then you're oh. like, I don't have to worry about it. I would. Wow. I I would almost rather do that if I did it instead of wearing a ring. I wear the ring on stage. I don't mind wearing the ring on stage. I mean, obviously, I love wearing. I mean, that's the thing too is like you know, it's like you're supposed to show that you're married. I mean, my career is based off me being married. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if no, everybody knows I'm married. I mean, they, uh-huh. you know, I always yeah. think people, if I don't do it, like, sometimes I'll forget to wear it if I do, like, shows, like, regular shows. Like, when we were to go to Huntsville, if you go to Zany's, and I've kind of, I'm at home, and I forgot to put my ring on. But my joke is always, I don't like wearing a ring because I like to keep my options open. It's a fun, mm-hmm. fun joke. Wife hates. No, <laughs> no. Uh, but... Yeah, that's but I my wife would love to get if we would did tat, the tattoo thing. She would love it. But I'm not a big fan of tattoos. She had a tattoo on her ankle. And I was one of that. I I I I, I can't stand them. I don't know why. She got rid of it? everybody's doing it. Yeah. Wow. Not cuz I made her. I mean, but it was, you know, she did it at 18 and yeah. I just don't ta- yeah, I don't know why tattoos. You have tattoos? No. My fiance <laughs> has one, but I, yeah. I don't have one. Let's yeah. Get rid of it. Uh, I got married in January, and then we went on the road immediately afterwards the following weekend, and we were on the tour bus. I was going to bed in the bunk. I took my ring off because I don't seem as I don't like to sleep in it. Put it in my shorts pocket. Wake up the next morning. First thing I do, reach in my shorts pocket. It's gone. It's not there. And I'm like, all right, somehow my, my the pockets had kind of bunched up or something had fell out. So I start feeling around, and, and at first you're just feeling around in the dark, can't find it. Then I eventually turn some lights on, get up, can't find it. Finally, I have to get like the bus driver. We have to tear the bus apart, still can't find it. And now I'm freaking out. Like I'm in tears. I'm like, I cannot believe I've lost my wedding ring a week into marriage. And like I was just freaking out. And eventually I'm like, all right, let me just try one more time. And I had a whole in my pocket and it had fallen all the way down the lining of the shorts and it was down at the very bottom. I could finally feel it down there. Wow. And I was so relieved. As the bus driver to put the bus back together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Ricky, get to this. Yeah. I'm gonna go eat. Yeah. Hmm. We were in Green Bay, right? Yep. When yeah. stuff like that happens, that was, I woke up late. I woke yeah. up by the time I woke it was up. I just over. like did you help like, him look for it? No, no, I was asleep. Uh I was we slept on the bus. We didn't drive. We slept on the bus that <laughs> night. We spent the night on the bus. We stopped in Green Bay. And uh I, I love when you wake up and then someone's just already had a whole like I like when I have a whole thing yeah. and I love when someone else does. I love just when you wake up and you're like, So what are you doing? You're like, Oh, my days is rolling, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like we're I mean, I am you know, if someone works out at like six AM and you wake up and they're like, I've already ran five miles, and then you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, that guy's already done stuff. Yeah. I've already lived more than you're I mean, gonna live yeah, all day. All day. Dude. So I love like waking up and just being like, mm. so what's going on? You're gonna go eat? You're like, and he's just like, dude, I've already, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've already had four drinks. <laughs> yeah, I FaceTimed her while I lost it to, to tell her, like I I didn't wait. I I told her. Wow. And she's like, Oh, I thought I married a man. <laughs> uh. so part you're relieved that it was that you found it, but it was part of you like, man, I wish. I wish it was somewhere hard to find because now I feel Not, just now I feel shorts. dumb that it was in my pocket. The whole I was time. just so relieved. I mean, well, yeah. it was in the bottom of the shorts. It's a tricky. It's like a puzzle. But how did you not feel it? I mean, it was it's metal, right? It was way down the lining. Yeah. They're very thin, and it was kind of just yeah. in the lining of it. And mm. 
Come on. <laughs> Aaron, okay. What are you doing? Are you not have you not been listening to the podcast the whole <laughs> this is and you want to be in charge? You want to be my heist driver. And you want to be my heist driver. <laughs> you want to be a like tech salesman? Hmm. Uh all right. I was relieved. It was almost yeah. like worth it. Because I felt so happy. What's some other fun? Let's do some of these longest right. longest marriage ever. All right. So let's get this. Where is that? Uh, page three. I got it. All right. Okay. Karam and Kartari. Yeah, you got it. Chan tied the knot in India in 1925. Their marriage was arranged according to Sikhi tradition. And is it Sikhi? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Sikh. Sikh? Sikh, yeah. It's not that bad. According to Sikh tradition. <laughs> <laughs> When Karam passed away in 2016, the couple had been married for 90 years. They are believed to have been in the world's longest marriage. Karam Chan, age 110, died on Friday in hospitals of national... Like, she just died, or is it you just... Whenever this this was a quote in the newspaper. Oh, Miss, Miss Chan, who is 103, is said to be a bit shocked by her husband's death, but will be okay, her son Paul said. Wait... It's just very funny. Her husband was 110, and she was in shock. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in 2016. Yeah. 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 I'd be a bit shocked every day you wake up, but he's still there. Yeah. What are you shocked by? She goes, just all of it. <laughs> I mean, just yeah. that he died, that I'm still alive, that we're both still alive, yeah. that we're talking to you, that we're the longest marriage ever. I mean, at that point, 90 years, I mean, you don't even know. In arranged yeah, a marriage, team. too. I mean, so they started from scratch. So, so popular to disbelief. Those arranged marriages work. <laughs> Shortest marriage ever. A couple in Kuwait reportedly got divorced after just three minutes in 2019. And what is believed to be the shortest marriage on record, Britney Spears' close second. <laughs> the couple hadn't even left the courthouse where the... Uh, <laughs> Where their nuptials <laughs> yeah. had taken uh, had taken place. That was like, I mean, I felt like that word. I felt like I was like, all right, I'm going to lift the box. Just give me a second. Like that's how I <laughs> that's how I looked at that word. That's what prenup is. Prenup nuptials. Prenuptial. Yeah, where the nuptials had taken place when the woman tripped over and fell. Instead of helping her up, her new husband <laughs> called her stupid, so she marched straight back and demanded a divorce from the judge who had just married them. I think if you're that judge, you love that. Yeah. Like you're like, he's not even trying to fix it. He's like, yes. Cause you why would you not want to be like, yeah, dude, I want to be a short, I want to give you It's hard to believe, even if you're trying, you could do all that in three minutes. Well, that's I mean, but I mean, I don't know. Calling somebody stupid so for tripping is hilarious to me. Yeah. Because it's there's yeah, nothing to do with stupid. intelligence. You're you stupid. idiot, you fell down. Well, how did she trip though? What if we see it and you go, that is stupid? Yeah, I'd like to yeah. see the footage. I'd want to see the trip to be like, who's whose fault is who? I mean, that's you're getting married there is it's insane. You're you know, you're uh you're in Vegas. These people are probably drunk, they probably don't even know each other, you know. That was in Kuwait though. Yeah. Oh, it does sound like a Vegas thing. God, that, that sounds like Kuwait. a Vegas thing. Yeah, I don't think they would allow that in Kuwait. <laughs> Get a forty dollars ring. Yeah, probably using your ring. Yeah, yeah. A couple in Kuwait. Yeah, I don't know if I believe that. I love the sources on that. Biggest age gap between married couple and what is thought to be the biggest age difference in the world. A Somalia man married his teenage bride despite a ninety-five year gap. 
Ahmad Muhammadur, age 112. <laughs> He's just married Safiya Abdullah <laughs> when she was just 17 years old. The wedding in October 2009 sparked mixed reactions. Mixed. Not everybody was on board. Some people were. From locals as the man's bride was young enough to be his great-granddaughter. Wow. I mean, so, so I, that that is – she's young enough to be your granddaughter. Granddaughter. She's too old for that. Yeah. Great-granddaughter. So she's 112, and he was 112. She was 17. So I always heard if you want to know if someone's too young to date, half your age plus seven. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Half your age plus seven. And it works until you maybe get in your 40s, I think. It works pretty good. Well, because by then I think it's – Yeah, the gap's too big. The gap's too big. and But the gap also matters less as you get older, I yeah. feel like. It's true. But- Half your age. So I'm 41, so 22, 29 would be okay. Yeah, I think that's pushing a little bit, but but in his case, I think that's just fine. <laughs> uh, tw- it'd be twenty-one year old. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but if you're twenty-one, oh, it, oh, it's eighteen. So it always works out. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, when you're young, twenty-two, it does. eleven. Yeah. 21, seven, 18. eighteen. Yeah. Twenty-one is yeah seventeen yeah. and a half. Yep. Yeah. 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 But for me, it'd be 31. That's a little bit of a stretch. And for I this mean, guy. For you or for her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a stretch that a 31-year-old would be interested. <laughs> uh, for him, half his age, what was he, 112? 112, yeah. So that'd be 56 plus, plus seven. seven. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he just heard 63? the seven part. 63? He 63. heard just plus seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the longest engagement? Longest engagement record was between Octavio Gillian and Adriana Martinez. They finally took the plunge after 67 years in June of 1969 in Mexico City. They were both 15 years old when they were engaged and 82 years old on the wedding day. That's what I was talking about earlier. I think that meant a lot to one of them, probably the <laughs> woman, I'm assuming. But I bet it meant a lot to – they think – they go along with it because they're like, it's fine. You Life gets busy. People think that you could be like – you know, it's like, well, why are you not getting married? You know, you didn't think about it every day. You're like, I don't know. We had kids. We got – people get busy, man. You get Your life gets busy. Ten years is like that. Yeah. And before you know it – but I, I would bet a million dollars that that meant the world – to her or him, whichever one. She finally wore him down. Yeah. I, I bet that, that meant the way. And that's that's what I mean. That that person, they're doing that for them because they're like, it means a lot to them for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then they finally You don't do think it. there's any chance both of them are like, this is not important to either of us? And then they change their minds later. I mean, they were so young when they got engaged. But I mean, so they got married. Six, they were at a plunge of six, seven years in 1969. So when they got engaged, I mean, it, it, you know, it was 60. I mean, it was like 1900 or something. Yeah, I couldn't find a lot on it. But I think when they got engaged, she was still living with her parents, of course. Her parents like, no, we're moving. Yeah. yeah. And then they just finally connected many years later. But you know what? Wow. Uh, oh. Yeah. So they didn't. They weren't together the whole time. 
Did I not read that wrong? No, you read it right, but I think it's mis- it's misleading now that I think about it. I think it's they, extremely misleading. Yeah, I think they weren't even no. Yeah, I think so they, they went and lived separate lives. I think so. Yeah, at least for part of that. That's wow. ridiculous. That's dumb. <laughs> that doesn't even count, man. Yeah, I, these people don't deserve each other. Uh, they're going to attacking them. See what I hope the divorce was quick. Uh, I mean, that seems insane. You know, like well, we got engaged at fifty. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then you moved away. Yeah, we moved right and had families. Yeah. And then those didn't work out. And then we came back. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what there's. It like is. these people are a nightmare. This yeah. is, these people are uh, you absolutely. Turned on these people so I quickly. Mean, <laughs> They turned on Octavia. They are a wreck. You, you were like, man, this is what I'm talking about. This is what it's all that, about. That is what, two. Yeah. That was what I'm talking about, right? The way right. it reads. It yeah. is. Yeah. But you were, I feel like you were on board with it at first. Way though. on board. And now you, wow. They're the worst. They're the worst. This is the people, these are the annoying people that don't have kids for because of because of the climate. Yeah. In fairness <laughs> to them, they're not claiming, I think, probably just the Guinness World Records. They had to claim it. Ginsburg would just, just track them down. Yeah. they. I mean, how do they know they were engaged at 15? You don't put that in the – it's not in the law. Yeah. You don't write it down. That's true. There's no is it, There's no legal status. They're saying they got to – yeah, they're going, well, we got engaged at 15, then we went then we separate. Yeah. And then that was it. And then we saw each other. And someone goes – and uh, then people probably go like, that is so sweet. And they haven't yeah. had anybody to their face go, y'all are both the most ridiculous human <laughs> beings alive. Why would you say it like that? That's <laughs> Why would you phrase it that way? When, when the office when <laughs> Meredith. Meredith is no, no longer with us? No longer She's with us. She's at the hospital? She's at the hospital. <laughs> why would you phrase it like that? That's that's what should be said to them. What you? That's ridiculous. All right. Uh, fun All right. note, are we married in heaven? In the Bible, Jesus said that life in the world to come won't include marriage as we know it here on earth. When questioned about marriage, he said, we are neither married nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. So we get a break. There's a comic that's got a very, I forgot his name, but he's got a very funny joke about, you often hear about these couples that have been married for 65 years, and then as soon as one of them dies, the other one will die right after him. Mm-hmm. He's like, just match that guy. He's finally got a break. And then he gets up there, and like two days later, she sh- he's like, Marge, are you killing me? Are you yeah. kidding me here? Yeah. Like, I just wanted to hang out with my buddies for a while. Yeah. It's very funny. <laughs> yeah. The idea. That is very funny just to be, imagine you waiting in line at the pearly gates, and you just feel a tap, and it's just your <laughs> wife, and you're like, I'm here. And she's like, do you mind if I get in front of him? I jumped. I'm with him. She's having to ask, the, there's like seven people in between. I'm with him. Can he get, and he's just like. Can I not wait in this line? Like, I can I get? And then she goes, I died right after you. <laughs> I was waiting. I mean, that, that's so funny to picture them in line, too. Just, yeah. And this is a typical wife. He's saving my spot. <laughs> he was saving my place. And, and then he's, and then she comes and eats some of your clouds, whatever you're eating. <laughs> you're, eating some, you're eating cloud. And then she's like, <laughs> And I, I didn't grab. I was like, well, you're supposed to grab it when you get in. You grab all the cloud you want. And she's like, I know, but I just figured I'd grab some. I'd find you. I'd eat some of yours. And you, you just can't. You're eating clouds. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Mm. This just in bank robbery couple. <laughs> I don't know. 
What's with this bank robbery? All right, so this couple in Tampa, Florida. I think people need a break from me reading. I think I'm good to go for a little bit, and then I think there's time. You just looked ahead and saw some of these names in this story. Right, we jumped in. I think people at home are just going, like, I can't. It's I'll do some of it. I enjoy some of it. Okay. You know, I'm like uh, I'm like your cheat day, you know? Well, there was these cup, this couple in Tampa in 2012. They couldn't pay their bills. They had a gambling problem, so they decided to start robbing banks. <laughs> he worked at the post office. She worked at a bank, and uh, they had a baby on the way. Oh, man. And uh, so... They wanted to wait for the baby. They're <laughs> having kids for the crime. Their first heist occurred just 10 days before she gave birth. And altogether, they robbed 15 banks across Florida and Alabama. And then when she went back to work, the robbery slowed, though two more happened on days she called in sick. <laughs> and he did the bulk of the work, they said. He put on a wig, hat, sunglass disguise. And uh, she was responsible for helping stake out potential targets, writing the demand notes, and driving the getaway car. While their crime was seemingly driven for financial needs, the couple also embraced the romance of it. They found a note that she wrote to her husband, which referred to them as Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, it's kind of sweet. Honest, it's kind of sweet. I checked out that whole time. <laughs> I mean, I barely know what's going on in this. I honestly started zoning out, and then I started thinking of something else the next thing, and I, I know someone was pregnant. Ten yep. days before. Married couple. They robbed banks together. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, Aaron, we'll just do it. Yeah. Aaron, read that. In Aaron, late 2012. You know a couple <laughs> robbed 15 banks across Florida and Alabama. Yeah. They got caught? They did get caught. I think she's out. Yeah. She's good. Why she, did they, He's still in. Yeah, I think he's still in, and I think she served her time. It's so interesting. Why don't they have the same sentence? Because I think he's the one that was actually going in and doing it. And yeah, but she wrote the notes. That's so funny that she wrote the notes. Yeah, it's he good couldn't even write his own note. Yeah, to give to him. Couldn't write read. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's what that leads to. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know. I'm always fascinated by this when couples that commit crimes together. It's like who brings it up? That's real first? love, right there, man. Yeah, I think you know. I don't think you're just both going. Oh, you're into crime too. You know. You know, you nothing's know. ever truly mutual. It's like somebody has to bring it up first, and then I you're saying you, you just know deep down she would be down. No, with I think this. you fall in love doing that crime. Wow, I don't think you just get lucky that you're into robbing banks and then you married this. Oh, so you think they were doing this even before they got married? I think they're on the path of doing that. I don't think it was a surprise when they talked about robbing a bank. I don't think it was like. I don't, I don't think know. it was a real left turn in their marriage. And, I think it's if you got to know them. I think you're talking to their friends. They're going, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, we're not. Yeah, we're obviously always surprised when when you see it on the news. But I'm not surprised, you know. And I think these people were have the strongest marriage than anybody. <laughs> I bet they divorce a hundred times. I bet they break up a hundred times. I mean. Yeah. You know, we always talk about rednecks getting married. Red, red, just redneck marriage is great. Like, it's just, I mean, the fights are bananas. Are your aunt and uncle still together? Oh, that fought out of there. I think he died. Oh. Uh, great aunt, great uncle in the wedding. But I mean, yeah, a good, nice redneck. I mean, it's just, I mean, just screaming in the yard on the property. Get off my property again. <laughs> like, you know, just throwing TV out. Like, that's great, dude. Like, that's yeah. just. And those people, 
I don't think ever get divorced. <laughs> like a lot of those marriages that yeah. are brutal, I, it's it's a mix of both. Yeah. You think, why doesn't she leave? She's in it just as, I mean, she's hitting him just as much as he's probably hitting her. <laughs> like, it's a mess, dude. It's a true, I mean, unreal mess. That's in the, the, I bet that's what these people, I bet they fought. I bet they broke up a hundred times. But those car rides after the bank robberies were were brutal. I bet they had, they, yeah, I bet there was day, I bet they had more love at some point than anybody could ever dream of having and then the most hate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to have that much, you probably, you gotta, you gotta have both. Yeah. To have a ton of hate, there's gotta be a lot of love. And like there's a mix yeah. and it's just. And just the adrenaline and the shared experience of robbing a bank together, yeah. probably, I mean. Just doing it. Yeah. Well, I always thought me and my wife, we, we, she used to watch Amazing Race. I mean, we couldn't do that. <laughs> I think we could do. I think we could do it more now than we could. But at the, yeah, for being, I mean, I it would be. We would have never made it off the plane to. <laughs> Let's end with this because this this episode's probably too long. Just like some marriages. Uh, <laughs> famous couples who've stayed together: Beyonce and Jay Z. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. But Tom Hanks was married before. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, David and Victoria Beckham. That one's surprising. Yeah. Like, was she famous? I mean, I yeah, don't... she's a Spice Girl. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So that's that. That's one that you're I'm you're happy for because there there's zero chance for that to be. He's like the a soccer player that's the best looking man alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's a singer just you know beautiful singer there's no reason they should still be married <laughs> i mean no one would expect people would, you know and yeah. that's that's wonderful yeah uh keith urban and nicole kidman also still uh still alive i mean there's got to be there's some people that have been married for a long long time yeah there's a couple that have been together a long time like kurt russell and goldie mm-hmm. hahn they never married but yeah. they've been partners for there you go 30 something years yeah why don't you type that story in the longest engagement? That's the. <laughs> give it a, do you think it's last question? Do you think it's easier in a marriage for both people to be famous or for only one? I could see both sides. I could, I don't think I think it's only one. The only one, but, really? Uh, you 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 get you get two careers like that that yeah. are too similar. That's not good. I mean, these people are doing it, so it doesn't matter. I think if they're they're both super good in their own career, and they there's no. You know, I mean, I you know, I know like uh, for or, no, Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, they're married, and so seeing them with their kids and stuff, but they both have very their own sustainable careers. They're both so. I mean, if your career, you can't have one below the other. That's the that's that's where I think it, stuff can get weird. You, you but if you both are just gigantic doing your like you, there's no jealousy of mm-hmm. each other's careers. I think you're good to go. I was going to say, you get to a certain point, like Beyonce, where, I mean, Beyonce couldn't date a normal person. There, there'd be no yes. shared life experience yeah. at all. It'd be impossible. Oprah has... Uh, Stedman. Stedman. Oprah's got more money than Beyonce does, and more powerful. Beyonce's up there, and probably will. Yeah. But Oprah's a billionaire. Right. Most famous person alive. And I mean, who is, who's Oprah's? Exactly. Exactly. Stedman. Stedman. It's her longtime partner. Yeah. When did they get together? Before she, I don't they've been together a long time. A long time, yeah. Maybe not before, but a long, long time. Yeah. Hmm. 
I bet Oprah's life is much different now than it was when they started. Yeah, but I'm saying that to your point though, yeah. is is to not have someone be famous is there's no jealousy and you know that but I wasn't clear. Are you saying though it's harder for when they're both celebrities? I think it's just a mix. It depends on your level that you're at. If they're competing egos in the same yeah. industry or whatever. If I'm, yeah, like yeah. I think, yeah, two comedians would be hard. But if one's an actress and one's a comedian, that probably helps. Yeah, one's a musician, one's this probably helps. But it, it, but they're so busy that it 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 it, it obviously can work. It's working. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. But I don't. I also think I like having a wife that's not in that world Mm -hmm. because then she's in my world and so it's you know it's we talk about like it's not both it's like i think it'd be hard if you're struggling you hit points where you're frustrated and then she's your wife's in points where she's becoming a huge star and then you kind of become like oh you're just oh you're someone's wife or you're oh you're what's his face his husband yeah your husband like that those kind of comments are going to be tough yeah that's going to be hard to handle. Now, if you're Tom Hanks and Reed Wilson, I mean, but look, if you're Tom Hanks and Reed Wilson, you're, uh, which we've met them, I've met them. Uh, Tom Hanks super, but Tom Hanks so famous. Yeah. Yeah. That Reed Wilson, I think when he, when she married him, he was Tom Hanks. He was who he was. And they've been together for a long time. And she sings and he goes, she does, she's a big, she's a singer, but she's obviously not nowhere near where he's at. Mm-hmm. But I think they work good together, you know? And David and Victoria Beckham work good together, but that, that is that's You're unreal. Like, so Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, that would be a tough marriage. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they're so they're you know, there's got to be a famous marriage that we're missing. But they're they're so uh, if they if they Meryl Streep and I mean they're so good at what they do. That that's what I'm saying. I think yeah. I mean I don't. I, but I think they're both confident in their careers i mean that's that's the thing it's the the drive at the beginning is when jealousy and bitter and all that stuff mm-hmm. comes into play i mean that's when you're really when you're not you don't feel good in your career you still feel like you're trying to find your career and that's when competitive can come into play and i think that's when it can, and two that's when you got to work the most and so if you're in a new marriage you're both working non-stop yeah i mean you're not going to be near each other you're going to have kind of a distant marriage but I, th- but I think when people can feel secure, then they're good. Mm-hmm. I could see some pros of like, they at least get some of the frustrations they have. They get the frustrations, they get the lifestyle, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, there's plenty of that. You're not, you know, th- that, that kind of stuff would be huge. But the other one will too. I mean, you know, when I complain about stuff to Laura, I mean, she gets it more than she did, you know, but then you just kind of explain like, well, you know, I mean, not compl- like there's, I don't think there's, it's completely as crazy, but it, it almost could be good because then you, sometimes you don't you don't go too far. If you have someone else that gets it, you can both get your, get each other going. Like if I talk to another comic that they get it, and then you're both mm-hmm. and you get real down negative. Yeah, I think it's good for your for your art, whatever art that you're creating, to have a tie to a regular life though as well. Yeah, yeah, it's okay to compartmentalize like that, you know. Yeah. I'll do stand up over here, and then I go back and tour, live a life, life that's not revolving around yeah. stand up. And you and the art and whatever your art is that you're creating, it needs to be. It's 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 needs to be relatable. Or most does, I believe, for mine. So I need to have a regular life attached to whatever other life I have. 
And I mean, she's been with me. Mine doesn't matter because we've been together before. But yeah, you need to go live a regular life so you can talk about regular things that people mm-hmm. are doing instead of becoming, you know. I mean, sometimes I'd imagine these guys, I mean, they're still married, which I mean, they got to be still very normal. But it's, are you, you know, is there any reality? Are they, Jay Z and Beyonce, I mean, they, they can't be in a reality. Mm-hmm. The real world is gone. They're not even, they're four steps from removed because they're not only super rich, but also super famous. So, I mean, there's no, there's nothing that's normal. Yeah. It just, it's impossible. You know what? I, the biggest example of that I saw when they just gave birth to their last kid, they had to buy out a whole floor of the hospital to yeah. give birth to the, I mean, that's just different stratosphere. Yeah. Well, that's the, and that's the price you have to, they have to pay. I mean, right. being that famous because you can't have anyone near it. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you're why would fe- they have a kid at home? You know, they you bring a hospital to you. I know. I don't know why. You're talking about Jay Z and Beyonce? Yeah, Jay Z and Beyonce. What if they're like, yeah. you know what? We didn't think about that. You're right. I'm like, why didn't you could have saved do- a lot of money and yeah, time? Why don't you yeah. just do it at home? They're like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah we know? got a pretty big place. Why didn't Let's- we do that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I wanted to ask, so your future wife is in the comedy industry. Do you is there any conflict there? Like, does she She's on another side of it. Right. Do, do you guys ever like disagree about stuff because you see it from one way, she sees it another? Um, yeah, we have different tastes in, in comedy in a lot of ways. Thankfully, she's not a comic and we, we aren't like competing. Yeah, I think that's what's good. That would be too much. I thank God every day yeah, that she yeah. doesn't do comedy. <laughs> but yeah. she's in comedy, so <laughs> I thank God every day. That's not not nothing to do with her specifically. Yeah, just yeah. you know. No, but yeah. but since she know is in comedy and yeah. knows about it, we can talk about it, and yeah. and she's okay with me traveling and mm-hmm. being gone nights she gets and stuff. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. she gets it. Yeah, for sure. You gotta have someone that gets it. You gotta have. That's what I always tell. Uh, have a have a wife that that or a husband. You gotta have someone that gets it. Someone's got to get what you do. You both got to get each other. You can't be scared of each other. You can't be. You know, you're you're gonna be together forever. So possibly 190 years. <laughs> possibly three minutes. <laughs> you never know. All right. I think that's a, I mean, this is a long one. That was enough. This is too long. So most comments will say. Uh, but yeah. Uh hope all you guys, happy marriage to all you guys. Thanks for listening. Uh again, leave your comments, subscribe, whatever. All the stuff, ratings. We truly appreciate it, and we love you all, everybody. Please, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.